Fantasy Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast, episode 8 of the 2014 regular season. This is show 150. That is a big one. The big 150. Yeah. Awesome work. We should cue yeah. in some celebrating, some clapping, some uh, hand cheers. Nice work. There's a high five. There's a high five. Good job, guys. I'm proud of you. 150 of these bad days. We're as old as Moses. This is true. This is true. Um, and thank you for listening uh, to as many of these as you listen to, we appreciate it. So if you listen to all 150, you're the greatest. Send us uh, a post on Facebook.com uh, forward slash Pyromaniac and tell us that you've listened to every single one. As we said on previous shows, we can tell by looking at our metrics and our, uh, our what are they called? Um, in the, in the analytics. Back, yeah, our analytics. That a lot of, our, even our three-year-old podcasts are getting like 10, 15 listens to a week, so that's pretty f- hilarious, and in some cases, many more. So, thank you very much. You know, as usual, we're gonna rock out and not look too much. Oh my God, Dookie, you are unbelievable. Um, How'd you do that? Buddy? How'd you pull that off, Daisy? Oh, uh, Daisy, no, get out of here. That is no, no, no. I'll be able to edit this. Yeah, I know. Um, just keep it just going. Just keep it going. Let's get her to sit, get her to sit down somewhere. Your butts. Just go. Just, just go. Come on. No. It's enough. <laughs> you are a real load tonight. Just come on. Keep going. Come on. How'd you push through? Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah. I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No! You're about shenanigans, right? Put those away! (laughs) Um... Let's uh, just go. I'm gonna well, say. So we're uh, you're at. Yeah, uh, I, I know where I go. I'll do it. I'll say. As usual, we're doing. Uh, as usual, we're not gonna spend too much time looking in the rearview mirror and focusing on the week seven games, of which there is some great stuff to talk about. But as we go along and winded uh, or long winded. We act, don't get enough time to talk about week eight games. So that's what we're going to focus on. If you're following us at home, go to NFL.com, hit schedule, regular season, week eight. We're going on that list from the top down. Uh, as you'll see there, five weeks this week is the New York Giants, San Francisco 49ers. Let's get into Thursday night football on October 23rd. We've got the Chargers, who just got beat by the Chiefs, are going to be in Mile High at the uh, Sports Authority Stadium playing the Broncos. What are you guys um, suspecting is going to happen in this one with uh, all that awesomeness that with Manning coming off of his 509 night? What do you guys think? Well, I, you know what? I, I got to tell you, these were two hard-fought battles last year, and they seem to match up pretty well. San Diego learned a couple things about their own team just by playing Denver. Um, they learned that they need to slow down the ball. They learned that they need to, to, to run the ball effectively, uh, get the short passing game going, and keep the ball away from the other team to enable, in order to win. And that's been their strategy this year as well. It was towards the whole end of last year. They're going to do it again in this game as best they can. Um, 
But the, the problem with that is, is that Denver's defense is extremely improved. Uh, it's, an, it's a really good defense that's tough to, to run on. First of all, you could barely run on them at all. Um, I don't expect that, uh, that little fire plug to be doing much of anything for them this, uh, this week. But, uh, you know, he'll pass the ball around a little bit, for Rivers will. Allen, I think, will actually catch a, a bunch of passes. It might be, you know, five, six passes, maybe seven. Get a, a few other receivers involved. Royal will be involved. I don't think he'll have enough time to throw it deep very often. Uh, he'll get those tight ends involved as much as he can. Um, but I, I see them keeping the ball, if, you know, for a decent amount of time, you know, upper 20s, maybe around 30 minutes in, in the game. But Denver's still going to blow up that defense, and Denver's going to win this game pretty hard, if you ask me. Yeah. Again, it's it's – Peyton Manning on prime time. Yeah. This guy dominates whenever he's playing on, on prime time. And and you talk about what Rivers is going to do. In the two games last year, one was a win. Only threw for 384 yards with, with three to- touchdowns in the two games. Combined. Yeah. So this is not a lot of yardage. You no. talk about the Denver defense. The Denver defense has only allowed one 300-yard passer on the season. That was in the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. So they've been shutting them down uh, since then. Um, so I agree. As far as what Peyton Manning's going to do, I don't care what any defense is looking like at this point in time. He's just putting up amazing numbers. And when they come into mile high, that's just an added bonus in the short week. The fact that he's been running the same offense for 15 years and you know has amazing weapons that he has. And we saw the reemergence of Wes Welker mm-hmm. last week. Big. Uh, as an owner. Right. Big. Going against me in three leagues, of course. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it. Um it's 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 a good time right now. This is going to be. I, I agree. They'll do the best job they can to try to limit how much time he, the, they have the ball. But in, in the end, I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot because they're going to be behind uh, pretty quick, just like the 49ers found themselves last Jesus, week. Yeah, right. I, I, I'd say that the only way you're going to beat this Denver team this year is the way that Seattle did it: dominant defense as best as you can, get after Manning as quick as you can. Um, and I just don't see San Diego being able to do that. I th- Manning is going to rule this game again. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much. Is he, your, is he your number one quarterback? This he is yeah. number one quarterback this week. Yeah, is, is you have Keenan Allen pretty high, don't you? No, I don't. You He's don't? not that high. I, the thing is that if he gets shadowed by Talib, if he does catch four or five passes, which I, I think he will, I don't think he's going to catch much more than that. They won't be for big gains, you know, because Denver is going to be getting after that passer, and they will get after uh, Rivers pretty hardcore. Um, there's going to be a lot of short passes. Denver actually does uh, it, somewhat okay against the tight ends, but Gates didn't do well against them last year. Gates is a different man this year. You, you could tell he was slowing down the end of last year. He's rejuvenated this year. I could see some short passes to him, but there's not going to be long passes in this game. That's just not going to happen. He's not got, uh, Rivers won't have the time. I got the question for you because this is, the, this is the, what everyone wants to know. Is this a game where Ladarius Green gets catches? Or is this another Ladarius Green, just non-existent game? No, he's got to get catches in this game. They're going to have to use him in this one. He'll, he'll get some catches in this one. Um, they'll take some shots with him down the seam a little bit because uh, he's got the speed to be, get, to be able to get down there a little bit. But, I mean, they're going to have to establish a bit of a running game, which they're not going to be able to do very well. So I, I don't expect much out of any of the San Diego players, to be honest. Well, the great uh, just eye-opening guys just the last couple weeks is really turning it on for the uh, Broncos. Ronnie Hellman, uh, looking 
looking really, really awesome. So, uh, you know, what, what are you expecting out of him this game? And as well for the season going on, I mean, he, is he has he supplanted Ball and taken his job? Is this something that we can expect to keep happening and, and I, I, if, if week in and week out for fantasy owners? I think no matter what, you got to figure that it's going to be a committee role at this point in time because Monty Ball has done nothing to prove that he really deserves to have the job right now. So, you know... And, and Hillman has. Hillman looks freaking great. This is, it's always what it comes down to. You, you, can, you, you don't... Injury doesn't cost you a job, but if you're injured and you weren't playing well and now a guy gets an opportunity and he outshines the way that you're playing, you're not going to take the ball away from him. And if this is a team that's Thank about, you. as you, we all say, it's about win now. It's Super Bowl or bust. So whoever gives you the best chance to go to the Super Bowl... But at the same time, they're not going to not use Monte Ball because... He, they have a lot invested in him, and he's you know they got to still believe that he has some potential, and maybe this is the fire kick up his ass that he needs you know from Hillman. Yeah, I, I agree. And the thing is that, as you could tell last year, Ball worked better in a complementary role. He wasn't all that great, obviously, as you could tell, in in a lead back role where he's getting a ton of touches in there every play. But when he has to fight for his job, when he has to fight for those plays, when he has to fight every time that he gets that ball or gets a chance to do something, he worked a lot better. Um, so I, I mean, I think Hillman does keep the majority of the touches job, but it wouldn't shock me if they still split some time and Ball gets his chances. Uh, he's just not going to dominate the way that all of us kind of thought he was going to in the beginning of the year. Uh, short, I mean, obviously with what Moreno did last year, you had to to think that somebody was going to do it, and the, the diminutive uh, Ronnie Hillman was the first choice. He was my fourth guy in my. In, I think he was the first guy or second guy in, in the second tier. You know, I, I was. I think he was fourth or fifth for me going into the season. So huge letdown, Monty Ball. Huge letdown. Huge. Yeah. Well, what else? Uh, huge turnaround. Uh, three weeks ago, people were literally not playing Demarius Thomas when he went off and exploded in that one game. Uh, he's exploded in the next two as well. Obviously, beast, beast, beast player. Is he the number one scoring wide receiver right now for the season? Or has someone got more than him? But he's, No, he's the number one receiver yeah, right He's now. just been lighting it up and winning you those weeks. Almost three in a row, I'd say, uh, with that explosion factor. Three, so. The last three weeks he's had, it's just yeah, insane. I, I, I don't have... I mean, I, I, what was it? He had a 200-yard game. I don't have the numbers. It, was, it like was eight for 226 and two touchdowns. <laughs> Ten for 124 and one. Eight for 171 and two touchdowns. <laughs> uh, five touchdowns and over 500 yards in three games. That's, that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't know what else you, you, you could say about that. I mean, that's just that's, that's just ridiculous. Um, here's the thing. Last year, uh, flowers. Brandon Flowers mm-hmm. was on Kansas City last year. Going up against him last year, Flowers was uh, shadowing Demarius. I'm not sure if he was or not, but I would predict that he, he probably was at that point. Um, he did well against him. And Flowers is now in San Diego. So if, if he can come back from that concussion that he sustained in that flying, crazy touchdown headbutt thing that, uh, <laughs> that Jamal Charles did when he set the record for uh, the KC rushing yards... Uh, if he comes back from that and plays this week, my guess is he'll try and maybe shadow him again. Uh, Demarius had 200-yard games against him last year against Kansas City, but he didn't have a touchdown. Um, 200-yard games, it's a whole different situation. It's against a San Diego defense. He had three touchdowns in one game against San Diego last year, none in the second one, uh, but that was the one where San Diego figured it out 
Either way, I, I, I do like Demarius this week. He's going to be a great player. Are people, are you guys thinking that Welker is going to be something that's going to keep on happening with him, or was that just one play? What are owners of uh, Welker, me being one of them, give me some advice here. Uh, what do you expect with Manning being this hot, but it looks like he, it's an Emmanuel and, uh, and Demarius and Julius Thomas? Well, I think it's going to depend on matchups a little bit. Um, I, obviously, the one play helped a ton. It'll give a little more confidence in uh, in Welker from uh, Peyton Manning. He'll, he'll be a little bit more involved, I think, but not to the point where he's going to jump into the you know top 15, 20 receivers every week like Emmanuel and, and obviously Demarius are. He's still the fourth option. So, yeah. I, no, I, you know, don't expect never. You're not going to get those big breakout games from him. It, that's just not what his role is in this offense. Yeah. No. I mean, I could see I could see Denver maybe playing a little bit of keep away. In this game, uh, maybe hitting some short passes. I could see Welker maybe making a little bit of a difference in this one. Um, you know, I, I could see them trying to work Julius, although San Diego's been, gr- been great against tight ends this year. Um, I could see them trying to keep the ball away from San Diego just so they don't keep the ball away from them. Um, but, I mean, eventually uh, someone's going to blow up, and I don't think it's going to be Welker. You know, it, it, my guess it'll be Demarius or Emmanuel. Yeah. Well, let's move on to uh, the first game on Sunday, and that's actually uh, the October 26 games, and this one's in London Town, uh, Lions and Falcons, and the news is uh, that that uh, Calvin traveled with the team, so you're saying there's a chance, there's a chance he's playing, maybe he doesn't, but as a leader, maybe they're just bringing him along for a good, you know, he's probably psyched to go Just hope out. you don't get Jimmy Graham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you play, what, Jimmy Graham's just decoy style? No, yeah, Jimmy Graham was. They can tell you beforehand. Jimmy Graham is active and going to play and probably going to be used just in the red zone packages. And we saw how that was last yeah. year. So if you had him in leagues and touchdowns are important, of course you're going to start him because you expect him to be out there and then you get nothing. Yeah, yeah. you got you got Graham Cracker, a lot of crunch but no bite. You know, it was, just, <laughs> it, was it was just it, he did nothing in, in the game. But I, I don't think that Calvin's going to play. They said that he's starting to run, uh, which is obviously a good sign. But they were also saying that we're not bringing him back. He's not. He said it himself. I'm not going back until I'm 100. percent He's not going to be 100. percent You know. And don't they have a bye next week or something? And they have a bye in so week nine. So it's a no-brainer. And, you know, it's, it's it a no-brainer. There's, there's just no point. And they won last week in, in in a tough game. So every win that you get, that gives you another week that you can you know not have to push the button and say hit the panic button. And you're playing against an Atlanta team that has a, not a very good uh, defense uh, here as well. So this is a good matchup if you're Detroit. I think even though they're, they're going down the road to Atlanta, where Atlanta plays it's better. Not, it's not in Atlanta. It's in, oh, Lon- it's in it's London. It's in London, right. So, which, by the way, wake it? up early. 9.30, right? It's, yeah, well, it's, it's 9.30 uh, Eastern, 8.30 uh, Central, which is our time. So you know, wake up early and catch the game if, if you're... Wow, not that's, well, that's something to consider for your lineups. That's good. You got to have your lineups. You got to have your lineups on Saturday yeah. uh, for fantasy football this week. At least for those uh, two games. Set your alarm early if you want to find out what the injury status is. Uh, for Which is strange because last week or not last week, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, there was a game in London yeah, that started at noon like every other game. The reason they're doing this is they wanted it to. This is the first time that they 
want the game to start at one thirty in London. Yeah, they want a prime so, time in London, which I don't blame. This is a lot better teams than were there the last time. So, uh, you know, I, do you think I, that I could be? Do you think that could be a, a a franchise that's in London anytime within the next five years? I, I anytime. I think there really is. That would sell out every game. It's a huge. It's one of the biggest stadiums in the world. Uh, it, you just it would be huge. Oh, you know what? Bring a, a it's not going to happen if they continue to throw as many flags as they are this year. Yeah. They don't. They, they like continual play mm-hmm. uh, in, in Europe. They don't yeah. like. They don't like all the stoppage and, and, and wasting time. Yeah, it's it's, it's I, you know football uh, does not yeah. match <laughs> football when it comes to the flag situation. What's going on with the uh, running backs in the in this game? What are you expecting out of Bush? What about Joey Bell? Um, what's what's happening? Well, on, well on Bush the didn't play last game, and um, well, he did, but I mean, it was you know he didn't do much of anything. It was it and was they were making though. it seem like it was going to be a big Bush day all week. Everyone and every expert was like, "Oh, I see Bush doing yeah. a lot here." He, I, he well, did play. Yeah, he did play. He yeah, did yeah. actually play, but I mean, he didn't. I mean, if, <laughs> it was like six, six carries for ten yards. Or something the, like well, that. the, the big play was when uh, they threw the pass to him, and it was the penalty on on the Bush on the other team who's wearing Reggie's old number. Yes. So you know, and they had it. They talked to each other like right after. It, they didn't like it. Uh, Reggie didn't like it. I yeah. think something. I can't remember exactly what happened, but there seemed to be a little anger right there. Well, it actually, well, it, it was a penalty on uh, the the Saints player, the Saints Bush, whoever that is. I normally like seeing a couple bushes come together, but <laughs> I can catch it on my computer anytime. Anyway, uh, so back to the matter hand. I think Theo Riddick is coming back uh, for this game, which will eat, I think, into Reggie's time a little bit. Theo proved to be a very good uh, pass catching back. Um, it's something that they're going to want to do a little bit against this Atlanta team. Joy Bell's going to get a lot of carries. Atlanta is the worst team against running backs. They've given up 12 rushing touchdowns to running backs alone. Um, so, I mean, that, Bell could have a, a, a really nice day. Bush, if he's completely healthy, because he actually turned out to be not quite healthy last week. He admitted, he's like, you know what, I, I said I was 100%. I wasn't quite 100%. Obviously, you could tell by the way I played. But I'm 100% this week. I'll, 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 when Maybe I see we'll it, see yeah, it. We'll, yeah, we'll see, buddy. But I, that's why I'm thinking Theo Riddick could get a little time in here. He showed to be pretty darn good when he was yeah. in there. So uh, those two might split some of the the passing down uh, stuff. Uh, Joy Bell will get some, some good carries. When it comes to the Atlanta running backs, I don't play any of them. Yeah, plain and simple. First of all, it's the Detroit defense. They don't give up a whole hell of a lot on the ground. Anyway, second of all, who the fuck are you going to choose? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean that's the problem. And, and, and even if you you, you choose correctly, you're not going to get a hundred yard game. Number one, mm-hmm. you're you're maybe lucky if you get a touchdown. But as exactly. you said, against this defense, and again now that uh, again brain registers again. Yes, the game is in London. Um, so it they are they shutting everyone down. Matt, Matt Ryan, this is going to be a rough game for him. He's only thrown for 815 yards with three touchdowns and two interceptions. That's over the last three games. One touchdown in each game. Um, you know, the, the Lions are holding quarterbacks to 11.1 fantasy points. That's best in the league. It, it's, uh, it's going to be on grass. So this is most likely going to be, I would think, a pretty much... I don't know how... if it's a, It should be a rob for, for Detroit... And their defense should probably have a field day kind of like they did against uh, Minnesota earlier this year. Now, what I do expect, well, first of all, 
uh, when it comes to Detroit's uh, rush defense, first of all, they're dominant against the run, which we, we all knew and everybody knows. But what they do give up, the second most receptions to running backs, the second most yards uh, in receptions to running backs. So, I mean, that that's something that could happen for somebody like maybe an Antone Smith, maybe Jacquez Rogers, maybe Devonta Freeman. I don't know which one of those is going to do it. So I'm, that's why I'm saying don't choose any of them. You're going to choose the wrong one. You're going to get pissed off. Um, but it, as, as shown, Detroit can be beat through the air. They have been very good against court, opposing quarterbacks and opposing wide receivers, but the best wide receiver on the opposing team has done pretty darn good. I expect Julio to have a pretty nice game this one. I don't think Roddy will have the game he had last one. Last week, he actually promised that he'd get a touchdown. I paid attention to it. I do believe what Roddy says. He doesn't like to, to lie very much. He, he is a pretty straightforward character. He did. He caught a ton of passes, got 100 yards, like 10 for 100 and something with a touchdown. He was serious. He hasn't said anything this week. Um, <laughs> it's not like I listened to him and say, all right, that's where I'm placing you, you know, in, in my rankings. He knows something, though. But he, he something. knew something. He knew something was up. He knew he was going to get the, the love. He got the love. Uh, this week, I'm going to say it's going to be Julio. Julio is going to put up some numbers against this Detroit team. All right, and now on any of these games, if we don't cover a guy, like in this one, if you want to quickly say something, Ebron, if we don't cover a guy uh, in the game, uh, Tate in this game case, go to our player rankings on our website. That piece um, is, are, are, are they up yet for tonight? Yeah, the, the first three up, the first, tight ends are coming up. Um, first two are up, so quarterbacks and running backs are, are up. And, and, wide we get our, and wide receivers, nice. And then we'll be getting our write-ups in over the next couple days. And good, good stuff. So we got some changes happening on the website. Two-player rankings really soon. We've mentioned it before. The developer tells me he's right at the finish line fixing all the bugs and making it happen. So I'm really excited to get that up. Now what is so damn funny? I can swear it's funny, yeah. Do you look like a cat to you, boy? <laughs> Am I jumping around all? Run the thing there from tree to tree? No, no. <laughs> Am I drinking milk from a saucer? <laughs> Do you see me eating mice? <laughs> hey, you stop laughing right now. <laughs> so check those things out on the site. Always good stuff. Dogmatics rankings have been doing really good uh, this season compared to other experts. You know, no one's hit. You can't bat a thousand, but done, done very, very good. So great work there. Uh, Levine Toilo, uh, he's an offensive lineman now, guys. Just yeah. so you know, he's not a tight end anymore. They've lost so many guys on the offensive line. They're using him as an offensive lineman now. They've done it a couple of weeks this year. Last week they had to do it again because Kant's went out. Um, he's an offensive lineman. When it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to Ebron, Ebron was out last week, as was Foria. Uh, Pettigrew got in there and got, you know, he did okay or whatever. But I wouldn't be going and using the, the Detroit tight ends either. Atlanta's one of the best against tight ends simply because. You don't need to pass to a tight end against that team. You can run all day and you can pass. Yeah, you know, and, and the other thing too is that with the, when you talk about that offensive line, how bad that is, it, that, that's why Detroit is a great defense against them. That's why it's going to be, when you have Gabe Carini, you got problems. Oh, yeah. When you got him, it's a starter. Right. When you got a Val Verde at 9 o'clock in the morning. When you got a Val Verde at 9 in the morning, you got problems too. Thank God it's 9 at night right now. What's going on uh, in the next game? Let's move on from that one. Check it out on the, the rankings if we miss somebody you want to hear about or, or, or talk about. This is going to be Vikings at Buccaneers. What a barn burner. This is, uh, this is probably the least exciting game I can think of at this point. 
Maybe I'm wrong. Talk me off the ledge here. This is one of those games where it's like you have a team that has been struggling, right? Uh, Talk about with uh, Minnesota. And and you get like two bad teams together, and sometimes what happens is you get fantasy magic for yeah, certain players. Sure. So this is kind of one of those games where I kind of see that you might get some fantasy magic happening. And I think one of the guys that you might see that coming from is our boy Jarek McKinnon. I hope so. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay, they are now statistically the worst defense uh, in fantasy football, allowing the most fantasy points scored against them. Uh, the running backs, they're allowing the 28th the most amount of points. Uh, the quarterbacks are scoring the 29th most amount of points against them. Wide receivers are scoring the the most amount of points against them. Uh, Tight ends are doing a pretty good job. Only allowing the 21st amount amount of points (laughs) against them. And we know that they're trying to get Cordero Patterson going. They know they need to get him going. So it seems like that could be a good matchup pretty well for his sake. And then, like you said, McKinnon. I'm feeling like he's about to have one of those good breakout kind of games here in the next week or two. Why shouldn't it happen in this one? I'm pretty excited for that to happen. I've got him stowed away in a couple of teams. Hopefully, you know, I've seen him do it. I've seen the flashes. We saw what he could do in college, and we loved it. Um, but I'm just, I think one of the, pretty soon it's going to happen for him. Yeah, and again, you know, when you look at it for, for uh, you know, for Teddy Bridgewater, um, he's coming off of a couple of just absolutely horrendous performances. You know, what he's going to need is he's going to need one of these guys to to, to break uh, one of those plays for him to help his game out. Still, otherwise, he's really not that great of a start. Uh, you know, you're looking at okay, yes, this is the best opportunity that he's going to face in a long time. But at the same time, his offensive line is not very good. And if there's one thing that Tampa Bay actually does pretty well, it is rush the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, even with a one one handed Gerald McCoy, he keeps getting to the quarterback. I think another one of the defensive linemen just got uh, suspended, though. Oh, did it? Yeah, I, I, I'm not exactly sure who. I can't remember, but I remember seeing something like that. Um, if you're gonna, if you're gonna get Teddy Wood Bridgewater actually going this year, this is the game. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen. The only time you're ever really going to start Bridgewater is if they're in a rookie league, like D Rex and I am. Um, you're you're going to start him and hope for some, some points. Rookie, you know, when you have to start a rookie, it's tough to come by. But going up against any other quarterback in the league, I wouldn't put Bridgewater up against any of them. But this is one of those. Uh, Tampa Bay gives up the fourth most. Uh, fancy points a game to uh, to quarterbacks. They, they have a credit. They have even after having their bye now, they still given up the second most touchdowns to quarterbacks. Um, they're, they're not very imposing. Granted, it's in Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay can get points, Minnesota's going to have to pass a little bit. But it's still going to be a lot of the McKinnon show. Even with Minnesota losing last week, they still went with McKinnon and kept running him, running him. He showed, like you were saying, yep. guys, he showed that that guy can that he yeah. can play. Dude, that guy's a good one. Uh, going back to the games this week, there's a bunch of crap games and a bunch of awesome games. This is one of those weeks where there's like they matched up. Like these are bad teams, let's just match them all up. Yeah. These are good teams, let's match them all up. This is going to be one of those weeks where you're going to have a lot of fun watching the good ones and not going to care that much. But, he, about the but bad ones. Houdini and I sort of agree says that sometimes you have these bad, bad on bad. There's some fantasy magic that happens. That's true. And it's just like kind of like, oh, there's, there's that, there's that. we're not scared of this team. They're not that great either. And you kind of let down your your apprehension and Everybody just let, on, let the ball fly. The guys that are on offense that are on these teams that have been horrible all year, that hardly have it, they, they look across and go, oh, this team gives up a ton of points. And the other guys that are off go, oh, these guys give up a ton of points. So and there's a lot of talent in those right. specialty positions. And that's when, Muscle Hamster, V-Jacks. And this you is when you find out, though, too, again, there's guys who are certain tiered level 
of players, okay? There are players who, when they match up against other superstars, they cannot get it done yeah. and they get shut down. Three, but there are yeah. other guys that go and they get matched up against guys that are either at their level or just mediocre that they can dominate. Absolutely. That is exactly why I'm going Absolutely. to tell you right now. If you, I know everybody has fallen completely out of love with Cordero Patterson, but this is the week you're yeah. going to want to play him. Because I remember watching the Bucks in a few games this year. I don't know why I was watching, but I was. And they, for some reason, I mean, they can maybe guard some people. They play that Tampa two cover, you know, that Tampa cover two defense. They cannot handle anybody who has a single move at all. Guys can break long ones against this team at will. I mean, they, they try and keep the long ball out of the zone, you know, out of it. But they can't cover a guy who has moves. This is the type of game where Patterson can actually do something. Now, here's a question because he's a guy who's an absolute buy-low guy right now in every league, Cordero Patterson. Yeah. So, is this a guy that, beyond this week, is something that you see being viable based on what their schedule has laid ahead for him? I think, I think it's possible. I think you can, you can definitely buy him low at this point. Is it worth and it, if though? this is the game where he breaks out... Maybe all he needed was a game of confidence. Uh-huh. This could be it for him if he gets a if he gets a ton of yardage, a couple touchdowns, or something like that, which is extremely possible with a talent like him. He could break out after this one. Quite plain and simple. So if, Teddy, be- if Teddy gets a little confidence in getting him some screens, if the coaching staff says, "Wow." All right, we'll, we'll just get him some more yeah. plays now. All right, let's Here's just why I ask. Final. Shocking. I'm giving, a selfish, I'm giving a selfish ask here because I'm, I'm in a situation where I have one league where I'm struggling, and I have that's a guy who I know the other owner will part with in addition to a quarterback if, that I need. So, Well, I'll tell you right now, if you're going to go grab him, I'd grab him before this weekend. Well, no, that would be – <laughs> you know? well, I would need him before this weekend anyway because otherwise I have to start playing Bortles. So – I like that call. I like that call. Let's move on um, and move on to the next game. We'll see what happens there and if that magic comes through. Uh, I hope so. A lot of people are talking about, you know, Doug Martin, Muscle Hamster being a part of trades. They should be. Is he a guy? Right before we go on to this next game, is he a guy that could turn it on and do something down the stretch this season? Or is it just, is Doug Martin not a fantasy football Um, relevant guy anymore? Unless Houdini has an extreme opinion, I'm going to tell you no. Okay. He's, not, he's not something that I would That would be want. my extreme opinion. I would actually, to be at, at this like point, anymore? I would rather pick up a Rainey than a Doug Martin. If they're both on a, a waiver wire for some reason, which they happen to be in our league, yeah. by the way. Isn't that crazy? Um, I would rather grab a Rainey at the chance that he gets something going on. He's a little more dynamic. He seems to have a little more speed. Uh, he has a little more ferocity. Uh, I, I just, I'd rather have someone like him than a, than a Martin. All right. Well, the Bills are going to be at the Jets. The Jets are featuring their new weapon, their new piece of the puzzle. Since the last show we did, Percy Harvin traded. Big news. Let's not talk about it too deep, but let's talk about what happens from a fantasy perspective. I personally have been waffling. I've been been, uh, flip-flopping a little bit like a uh, member of the GOP. And I think I like this for him. I think I'm thinking that while the, it's a different situation, he wasn't getting shit done. He was getting the ball on those those quick those quick hitch runs, uh, the fly, the jet sweep, the wheel, uh, you know, toss. It's just like it was a great was, move for everybody involved. I think so. If you ask me, I, I think mean, so. It, He's it getting four Seattle. catches and, and for nine yards. Granted, it isn't a high draft pick, but he got Seattle got something back for him. They took the, that money off the books that they can give to Russell Wilson now, which is. A great move for them. Yep. Um, he wasn't being used. They didn't need him all that much. 
Um, they do have more talent than you think in their wide receiver core, which they're going to start using a little bit more. Um, and Percy goes to a team that obviously needs somebody with dynamicism on, on, on that team, and he's going to be used yeah. accordingly. I don't know if this first week is going to go ballistic or anything, and it's tough to go ballistic against his Buffalo defense, but he's going to eventually start to be used quite a bit. Yeah. You know, one thing, though, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm rooting against Seattle so hard now. It's like because they totally misused Percy Harvin when they had him. You're what? still loyal to Percy. This uh, well, is your I'm, guy. I have, I'm you stuck know, with him. You, you, you I'm really stuck with him. Five out of six leagues. Yes, I, I, I tried I to talk to be. you out of it all the same, summer. The same way. <laughs> well, no, there was nothing I could do. It was, there, no, there, no, almost, no, all those moves true. were done. So, but the, the point that I'm going to say is what, what, what's frustrating is that they, they committed all these things. They said all these things. Then they let Golden Tate go. Who we didn't mention? Who I think will have a great game in uh, that uh, in London. Uh, yes, I um, agree too. Uh, and so you say they have good weapons that are left, but they don't have anyone that can step up. Golden Tate was that guy before. They, now they're lacking that in their in their passing game. Doug Baldwin blamed the thing with with Percy Harvin. I agree. I, I think it's bad for for Seattle. I think I think they their offense and their running game was. So much more effective because of the the, the fake of the sweep every yeah. single time. It was bad for Percy Harvin because he never got the the ball. But I think the real reason that he got got kicked out and, and got sent was uh, he had a disagreement in, in the uh, cafeteria. Give me a uh, liter of cola. A what? A liter of cola. Liter of cola. Do we make liter of cola? Well, you just order a large farva. I don't want a large farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. I don't know what that is. Liter is French. Forgive me some fucking cola before I break loose. Fucking laugh. All right, all right, relax. <laughs> Off to the New York, you go. Anger management issues. Yeah, I love the first thing. I do not have anger issues. And then you're seeing like pictures of black eyes in the Super Bowl of Golden Tate and just like this guy's fought everyone throughout throughout his career. He's got that kind of small big man syndrome. You, you think he's smaller than he is. He's literally like six feet, probably more like five eleven. But he's stacked. He's huge. Um, he's just thick. But he's been fighting people his whole life. You can All just right, tell. I got, he's got, I got a chip on his shoulder. That's I got. A, I got. A, I got a bounce. But so does Steve no, Smith. No, want, that's, that's, that's where I'm no, going. Oh, yeah. I want to put those two in the octagon together. Well, you remember, Harvin was one of the top three finishers in that uh, battle of network stars or whatever we call it. Well, he should be, to be quite honest. Steve Smith still kicks his ass. Steve Smith. Yeah. <laughs> he he yeah, was kicking ass he last week. What he's doing uh, at 35 who, who's ass did he kick last week? I don't know. But it, it was he, bad. He, he, beat it, he beat someone up during the uh, game? There was another one. It was either last week or the week before again. Yes, he had uh, like helmet to helmet, and they're like they're going at it, and he's, he ripped his helmet off. And Dude, He's uh, a madman. He'll fight. Maybe it wasn't against Green Bay, so it was probably the, uh, the week before. What's so, the but. show? What's the show? It's on. Is it on Family Guy, I think? Or is it? No, it's, it might be on Simpsons. The guy's like, yo, I'm a fight. The, the the Irish guy that's yeah, always looking the, at the wrong guy. Yeah, I think it's Family Man, but uh, or Family Guy, but it could be Simpsons. But it's the guy's, he's this little Irish guy that anytime you say say anything to him, he's like, "Do you want to fight?" <laughs> that's that's this guy. Um, all right, what else uh, we got to say on? Well, on right, there's, there's, there's still a lot. To say yeah, let's talk game. about so but, so again though about how he'll be used. He'll be used a lot better in New York because number one, they're not getting the effectiveness out of Chris Johnson that they were expecting. So this is already well last week. Uh, true, but it's finally first yeah. time. So you know, if you can believe that that's going forward, but Chris Ivory also is yeah, still yeah. yeah, 
is going to be the main guy. They needed this dynamicism because they have nothing at wide receiver. Zero. Um, it doesn't really help Percy Harvin. He didn't go to in an ideal situation. It bumps Geno Smith up if you're in a, d- a two quarterback league. Uh, but isn't this, know, isn't this a, a team that's pressure. got to have a new quarterback next you know, year? It, take, it, it takes pressure off of Eric Decker. And Decker was had way too much pressure on him. As I we mean, said all along, once he, he had to there. keep coming back, even though he was injured, and he would be playing injured and still doing well. Yeah, he's good. He's a good. Player. You know, he is. He's a, he's a great player. It's completely underestimated. The guy's yeah. white, of course. He is. Yeah. You know? Well, do you think that? But do you think that he has the makeup and the moxie? I'll take your word yeah, yeah. to be the number one receiver. That's what I never believed him to be. That's no, why I thought don't. he was. That's, why, that's why this right. helps. But I agree. That's why I agree. But, you know, so at least having that uh, uh, another weapon. I mean, because is Percy really a number one either? No, no, of course not. And, maybe, and maybe, maybe is if you use in the way that Washington uses Pierre Garcon. He, 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 I don't know. Maybe he hasn't been in his career, so maybe he just isn't. But I feel like for reasons we've seen, because they're trying to run the ball and he's got this crazy athleticism, they're not just using him as you know, go out, run some patterns, and catch some balls. Uh, I think that hopefully they've seen enough, the Jets have seen enough on what's been happening with Percy the last you know, three, four well, years, that maybe they're like, you know, let's be a little more traditional with this guy. Well, they know it's a, it's a, it's a tryout, right? I mean, you've, you've heard about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It's he $41 might be million dollars is guaranteed, but they can cut him after this year. They're yep. only paying whatever the remainder is this year. They're, they're 20, 30, 40 million under the cap already this year, so they had all the money in the world to burn. Only cost them a mid-round uh, pick or... Uh, Potentially a second rounder if he's awesome this year. Right, and... And, and, and they keep him. Right, and, and, I, you know, and if they don't keep him, you know... Well, let's talk about... I, I loved what I saw out of Ivory um, in that game. I mean, that, that, was, that was the best game I've ever seen this guy run. Um... He's a monster. He's a pretty fucking good player. Monster. He's a pretty good player. I mean, here's the weird thing about uh, what the Jets have done. They literally, I mean, they paid a pretty price price to get Eric Decker. They also just extended Curley. Yeah. So they're expecting if Percy passes the tryouts, they're going to have Decker, Percy, and Curley as their top three for years to come. It's they, not a they, bad situation. They completely struck out on all their draft picks. Matter of fact, most of them get cut. Or, or in jail, or you know, not even on the practice squad, on uh, the, the Toronto Arg- Argonauts practice squad at this point. You want to know why I pulled you over? Littering. <laughs> All the sweat, that's not ours. Candy bars. Littering and? Littering and? and uh, littering and? Littering and? Uh, littering and? Smoking the reefer. Bingo. <laughs> and I mean, so I mean, I, I did Edwards like get pulled over for littering once? Oh no, that was his windows were too tinted, tinted. and then he got a DUI. Yeah, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> so I, I mean, I do like what they're doing there. They have actually, I mean, Jace Amaro, and I still like Jeff Cumberland to tell the truth. I like those two as a duo at the tight end position. If Geno Smith continues to develop. I like their one-two punch at the running back. They could have a pretty good offense as long as they get an offensive fucking coordinator. Well, who knows what the hell to do? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, go, moving on to the Bills. The Bills are more in, even more interesting at this point. <laughs> uh, C.J. Spiller goes on to IR with the chance to return in Week 16 uh, today. 
Uh, Fred Jackson's going to be out for at least the foreseeable future. Well, I don't know how he long. Said, he a said a month. Yeah. And his coach is like, God damn it, why'd you say that? Don't, don't give him a timetable. Exactly. Yeah. So they're actually, I heard somebody say, he might be back in two weeks. No, it, no, he's gone for a little while. It, so it's the Bryce Brown and Anthony Dixon show. Who do you like? And, Phil, do you, and Philip Tanner has been signed. Either. And Philip Tanner was signed, yes. Well, you know, a lot of people are doing their waiver. 2.1 with, yards per carry on 56 career carries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, phenomenal. You know, a lot of people are hitting up uh, both those running backs uh, uh, this week on the waiver wire. Who do you like this season and going forward? It's a big question a lot of people are asking that are owners of both those players in the Bills that went down. Well, okay, Here, here's, here's how I can look at it in, in two different ways. If you figure that Fred Jackson's going to be the guy that's going to come back first, then that leads more credence to the guy that they would then be using in that other flex type of role would be Bryce Brown. Um, But at at the same time, if you're looking for who's better in the short term, you know, it depends on how the scoring, know your league, okay? Are you looking at more of like a PPR type league, um, you know, or is it strictly where touchdowns are extremely important? If it's going to be more touchdowns, then Anthony Dixon is the guy because he's the guy that's going to be the hammer that they're going to use around the goal line. Again, Anthony Dixon's value is going to be completely diminished once Fred Jackson returns. Bryce Brown, because of his playmaking ability, makes him more of the longer-term option. Now, listen, I've always loved Anthony Dixon. I'm actually a big fan of him, and I think that San Francisco didn't use him correctly. I don't think he's been used correctly yet on, on Buffalo either. But he's a lot better runner than people understand. He's a lot better player than people understand. He is the better short-term solution for literally maybe a, a couple weeks. So you but, like short dicks? But I, I, <laughs> that, that's, uh, well, I Let it go, let it go. I'm sorry, on that I'm one. sorry. That's all right, Dave. You've been looking at my computer. <laughs> shit. Um, anyway, no, I said, I, I, but, I, I, however, I this week. Let it go. <laughs> please let it go. This week going up against the, the New York Jets. Don't worry, it slips out of your hand pretty easy. Sorry. Let's move on. I'm right, no, no, no. But listen, this week against the Jets, I like Bryce Brown better. Because the hammer ain't going to work yeah. against that Jets defense. They're going to need to get some guys out of the backfield, somebody out of the backfield catching passes. Bryce is going to have to do that a little bit. They can't just hammer Dixon through the middle and stuff, which he can do. Dixon's a little more dynamic than you think, but he's not Bryce Brown dynamic. Where did he dynamic. play? Was he Steelers? Where did he come from? Dixon? Niners? Niners, yeah. Niners. Like I said, San Fernando. Was, was, he, was he a Notre Damer? Was he a Notre Damer? I don't know. I'm going to have to find out. Yeah, yeah, find let's talk quickly about Notre Dame. Any Notre Dame fans out there? I think you guys got robbed on Saturday. Absolutely that robbed. Notre Dame won that game. Florida State... You guys got so lucky. That was just a ah man. That was a tough yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Mississippi State. Oh, so he's uh, one of the schools yeah. that's having a nice year this absolutely, year. Absolutely, absolutely. No, so I mean, long term, I, I, I like a Bryce Brown better. I mean, they're they're going to have to use him a little more, especially when Fred Jackson comes back. And even in the short term, especially for this one particular game. Um, I do like Bryce better than a Dixon. Remember, Bryce uh, Brown when he came, was coming out of high school, I space where he went to college again, but was the number one player recruit in the country. Not the number one running back, the number one overall. He was the Jadavian Clowney uh, from three years ago. The best recruit, Bryce Brown. This is a guy that's got all the talents in the world. He's kind of had a moment with Philadelphia three years ago, kind of been in the, uh, in the doldrums since. And uh, he's got an opportunity to talent. A guy that I would compare him to in this opportunity, 
um, just for future reasoning and where he might sign with down the road. But think of Marshawn Lynch, where this is a guy that had Marshawn Lynch. Remember, for two years was out. He was his career was pretty much done. But right. when he his rookie year, he was friggin' awesome. Um, but he's just had that kind of talent. He just needed to kind of learn it. Get, had that. He just kind of had, needed to sit on the bench and think about it a little bit. Not saying that's going to happen, but he's got that talent where maybe Bryce Brown this season with this opportunity and moving forward could be a guy that's scoring fantasy points for years to come. Let me be the one person that throws the little bit of a, uh, a cloud over Bryce Brown. Mm-hmm. One of the bigger issues that he's had in his career is the fumble. So, yep. so if that rears its head again, any coach, I don't care how great you, you're making these, these uh, amazing plays – a la Trey Mason at the end of the game on that great run, and oh, you're lucky that you got that fumble back. Oh my, oh god. my god! You cannot, you can't have those. <laughs> and it fumbles. wasn't. He didn't get it back. It was a bad call. But it was right. connection. They yeah. did the review. Right. He didn't get it back, but they got the call. He like, did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I feel bad. Seattle was saying, "Whoa, we got to play against the refs too." Uh, that's yeah. what Earl Earl said. Uh, you know what? And, and Seattle, right. you got that cheap win against uh, Green Bay that one uh, year, so things even themselves out. So yeah, just relax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'm anti-Seattle right now. So. Um, but uh, yeah, when you when you look at that, those are the type of things you do that in a costly situation. Then you know, I trust Dixon more to be a guy who's who's going to be smarter to hold on to the football more too. So. Yep. All right, those who have Colin uh, Kaepernick on a buy or something. Uh, somebody you might want to stream this week. That uh, that's a possibility. I do like Kyle Orton this oh, week. Oh yes, that yes. Jets pass D is not good. Sammy Watkins is going to freaking dominate this and week. How about Sammy Watkins oh, stepping up? Yeah, wow, is that guy fun to watch? Thank he you. is that you, good. You, you told a couple of people last week to start Sammy Watkins. Oh that's yeah, that's good. oh yeah, that I had him good. way up in the rankings too. Yep. big fan of him. Uh, he's way I've been up in the rankings. Put up my again. calls on the Facebook. And Josh, Hitwood, yeah. Hitwood, yeah. knock yeah. on things. <laughs> like there's wood. no traffic whatsoever. I just thought <laughs> turn the corner, all red lights. I guess should have shut up. Robert Woods. <laughs> Do like Robert Woods this week. An- another kid who's actually been doing really well and getting a, a lot of uh, targets. It has over like over five or six fantasy points per game the last few weeks. Uh, guys came out of nowhere a little bit. Mike Williams has gone to the wayside. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, uh, T.J. Graham is obviously has it's been go- dropped. He's, he's, he's gone. gone. He's on yeah, the he's team on. now. Uh, Chris Hogan. Yeah, I I, I was I, I had him in the uh, in my waiver wire pickups. I said get to know this guy. I was like I was trying to think about a Hulk Hogan reference I could have made on him, but over the last couple of weeks. He had a touchdown before. He had seventy something yards, five catches. Yep. He's slowly just emerging, and again, it's it's you have the guy from ASU. I'm not sure where he went. Where he went? I think he went to ASU. That's the same guy. He was sick in college. Sorry to paint us in the corner there, but that that's that same guy. I haven't been able to really watch him enough, but. Um, is that him? No, no. Oh no! On uh, on Pro Football Reference, all they have is his high school. Ramapo, <laughs> Monmouth. Oh, Monmouth. Oh, my yeah. buddy. My buddy should Healy uh, uh, the, should love this guy. That's where he went to school. It's like the only other Monmouth player was anyone. I do know this. Holy crap! Still playing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Running back. No wide receiver. Miles Austin. It's Austin, really? Yeah, yes. that's right. Okay. And wasn't yeah. also wasn't Wayne Krebet? Was he that? No, Austin? that's Hofstra. That's Hofstra. That's right. That's Hofstra. Him and him and uh, him and Colston. Uh, and you know that Hofstra? Weird story. Hofstra doesn't have a football program anymore. Oh, is that right? Isn't that weird when you got guys that are in the league from school and there's the program's done. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm in the pros. <laughs> the best part is not working out for I just have to throw this in because my, my buddy, it's like, he loves it. It's like, it's like oh, like Miles Austin when he came. Because he went to Monmouth. And every time he's like, I'm drinking Austin Miles. I want Austin Miles. It's like, I'm like, <laughs> are you ever going to call the guy that went to your school by the right name? That sounds like something I would do. Oh, I love it. Uh, uh, Scott Chandler, not not a bad streamer option, too, if you got anybody on by, you know, Ver- Vernon Davis or, you know, Larry Oh, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce his name. No, I don't sound like Donald. Donald. <laughs> uh, no, it's good. You did well because you can just say that on when we were exporting the file, uh, there was just a hiccup. So it yeah, wasn't yeah, you. Yeah, it, sure. was, it was. Yeah, we'll talk Are you that. okay? Yeah, sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, did you say yes, sir? I think he said yeah, sure. What'd you say, man? But, well, I said yeah, sure. But what? Literally, what I said was yeah, sure. Sir, so you are okay then? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next game. By the way, Super Sirs. Troopers is uh, Super it, it, Troopers is the movie we're doing some sound bites from, uh, and then the music that we're playing on the intro and and on the outro is the OJ's. The song uh, that we started out. What's it called again? What's that song? Survivor? Survival. Survival. I'm thinking of Beyonce. It's what we're helping you do if you're struggling in your league right now. Absolutely. And then the the closeout song is going to be For the Love of the Money. And that's why you listen to us for three hours. Because not only do you want to win the crown and be a badass, you want to win that fantasy football money. Uh, So that's what we're doing for you. We're firing it up. And again, I can't tell you how awesome it is to say that, wow, we've done 150 of those things. That is... That is a lot. So you know what that's, that's worth? That's just awesome. That's, that's worth a Val Verde. All right. Bears were un, unacceptable, obviously. Unbearable. That was, that was the unbearable, but, but the soundbite from their postgame was everyone saying unacceptable, unacceptable, calling out Jay, which, you know what? That's got to happen. You can't throw interceptions and win games in the league. Chicken fucker! Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is unacceptable, to be honest. The way that Jay Cutler just throws away games, and at this point, in throughout his whole career, throws away seasons because he's throwing away multiple games by just throwing the ball at people. It's, it's, it's unacceptable, and I hope that he can rebound. I think they can rebound. A lot of that questions we've been asked on Twitter, Facebook, and Second Opinions, please use all of those resources to reach out to us with fantasy football questions. But a lot of people are trying to trade and jettison Marshall. Now, I think you should do, do it with the Jeffrey. I, I didn't like him that much going into the season, as you guys know. Um, I do have him in one league, and I just knew when, when I took him. I just, he, he's just not – his head's not in the game. Not only that, though, but it, it's, it's more to Cutler, okay? Because, and I agree with that. Because here's the thing. This was an amazing offense last season that we were – you, you do what anyone does when they mentally masturbate about the thing. We saw what Peyton Manning did from year one in the offense to year two in the offense, which became the 55 touchdowns and just ridiculous. So you're saying, okay, here's uh, Jay Cutler. He's finally going to have the same coach. He's going to have the continuity. Going into the second year in this system, all these things were because every formation is supposed to have about 25 different things that you can do, and it's designed for just perfect decision-making and, and, and a lot of things to happen. He's not that guy. You know, he gets it at times. He's a slinger, he dude. turns it on at times, but then the light goes off. And he he's like it, it's like Brett Favre was, sorry, and I'll let you talk, but it's like Brett Favre. He hucks it, dude. He hucks it and it's just like, come on, tall guys. At least at least block this thing down if it's a bad pass. Except that we I, got I, literally I 
I, I hate that I'm saying this, but I'd almost rather have, rather have Austin Davis at this point. I would. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding at all. I, I mean, I, listen, at least he got some heart. At least he got a guy with passion. Yeah. At least he got a guy who's like good decision if he threw maker. Yeah, good decision maker. That's if what he we need. A good decision maker. Bring you, back Kyle Orton. We have all, exactly. Dude. I would kill to have a Kyle Orton right, right now. now with this offense. It, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's it literally it comes down to decision making because it's not talent because Cutler has all the talent in the world. It's decision making and that's what he doesn't have. Um, it's not going to do any better against this New England Patriots team. Uh, Belichick is too smart for him. He's going to take one look at Belichick, and Cutler's going to shit his pants. <laughs> uh, I, I, literally, every play, he's going to, i got to go take a dump, guys. Again. Uh, again. i, I got to do it again, guys. I, I wouldn't sh- it wouldn't shock me if we saw our backup in there this week. Well, well, I'm not even sure who it is anymore. It's not Jordan Palmer. It's Clawson. Clawson. It's Clawson. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're, we might see him in this I, game. I'm I, not I, kidding. I, I agree. It's not, Cla- it's not Vlasic Pickles. It's Clawson Pickles. It is Clawson Pickles. What's going to happen is that they're going to force the Bears are going to become one-dimensional because, number one, the Bears' defense is going to have a lot of trouble stopping Tom Brady and the New England offense. Uh, Shane Vereen looked fantastic in, in the new role. Brandon Bolden was non-existent. We didn't see James White either, which was surprising. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, you guys call it on Bolden. He's a special teamer. Right. Yeah. Uh, they're just not, you know, just, let's just keep him. We, we can't lose him on that side of the situation. Yeah. So, but what I think is going to happen is, again, I, I, I think that they're going to get out to a good start in this game. What's going to happen for the Bears is that, you're right, they're going to pressure Jay Cutler a lot. What's going to happen, as, as has happened over the last few weeks, is Matt Forte is going to get a shitload of targets in the passing game. It's it's amazing. He's he's the one that he was the league's leading receiver. <laughs> um, you know, talk about what you're getting in PPR though out of him yeah. is is pretty ridiculous. And now he's actually starting to score the touchdowns on top of it, so he's giving you that dimension. But the problem is, and again, and this is where. Those of you who are starting Jay Cutler, you may end up getting somewhat decent fantasy numbers by the end total of the game. But as far as him as being a winning quarterback, no, it's not going to be good. Because even if he does throw three touchdowns in this game, it might be on the heels of three interceptions. Yeah, and I think, but I do think this is the kind of game that the Bears could come out, have all the pressure in the world, or come out and just smoke. smoke. Yeah, three and one on the road. They could smoke. Come out and just do one of those games where it's just like a head scratcher. They could smoke the New England Patriots. They they don't play well at home. Zero and three at home, three and one on the road. The problem is is that they have uh, they're going up against Revis and Brown, and uh, not to say that they have been outstanding by any means this year, but I, I don't think that they'll have any problem with these guys. These guys, Marshall and Jeffrey, are not burners. They're not guys that are going to run by those two guys. It's positioning. And that's one thing that Revis has always been pretty darn good at, is positioning himself to make sure that the guy doesn't catch the ball. Revis is by no means a burner. And Browner's just a big body who's going to be able to body up against somebody like a Jeffrey. Um, I just don't see it all much. Chandler... No, no, Chandler I want to back you up on this. The, the Patriots have not allowed a 300-yard passer all season. In fact, they've only allowed one team to have over 250 yards passing against them, and that was Buffalo. Um, otherwise, they've held three of their opponents under 200 yards passing. Yeah. Um, and the uh, New York Jets, well, it's the Jets. They had 205. So, so Revis does not look that great. 
No, he doesn't look that great. He's just watching the games. He, he looks like he's struggling. He's using his hands a lot. Taking he's chances, doing, too. He's, he's taking chances, which I like, but he's doing a... He's got those old man game uh, techniques that, that Woodson's so good with, and he's he's a different different player, which is always going to happen. He's a bit older; it's four years past. Huge his, injury. Huge yeah, injuries. Four years, years past his prime in Revis Island, so I'm not. Uh, it, it, it's a. It's, you you say that, that Revis Island is eroding and getting smaller. Yes, it's like it's <laughs> like a it's like the coral reefs of, of of our world for sure. It's sinking. Yeah, but I still don't see the bears. Endangered species. I, I just don't. I, the, the Patriots are starting to come together, is what it is. You know? Yes. And I just I don't see the Bears overcoming that, coming off a bad loss. They just don't have. The, when your quarterback doesn't have the mental makeup, the whole team isn't going to have the mental makeup to be able to overcome. Who's the leader of the Bears? On. Exactly. No, who? But yeah, it's but, Marshall. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a bipolar man leading your ship? Yeah. Both well, directions. You should do. We need some to, people go this way, and that bipolar. Others go that way. <laughs> that, that bipolar. <laughs> that bipolar guy is is telling uh, Cutler to do his do your job, do your Thibodeau, do your job line do to Cutler. Job. Cutler. Your job. Just do your job. Yeah, you know, it's. I, I don't see a whole hell of a lot. Although Forte could have a nice game. Chandler Jones is going to be out for a month, so they're not going to put as much pressure. And the Bears' offensive line is starting to come back together. Um, they're getting a little more healthy, so Cutler could have a little more time to throw. That's not making me all that much. But that's why I think it's going to be Forte because again, he's but it he's, will be Forte. He's exactly. going to keep making the shorter dump offs. And now that you, again, Gerard Mayo's out now, Chandler Jones out. These are all their linebackers. Dante Hightower's the only guy that's left. Yeah, and, and New England has given up the most, uh, well, second most touchdowns to running backs coming out of the backfield catching passes. That's something that Forte obviously has down pat. He's very good at catching that ball out of the backfield. So that there's something that let's we'll talk quickly about the receiving side of the of the Patriots. I think we talked a little yeah. bit about the run game. Uh, check out Dog's rankings at running back for that. But what's going what's happening with the receiver core, the two tight ends, and these wide receivers? Where do you take where do you take it as as a fantasy owner? Let's start with the way that it usually starts in the game, and then the guy gets ignored the rest of the game. Brandon LaFell. Um, you know he had a, you know he, he's he's got good potential because he's he's assumed this role in the offense the Randy Moss type role in the offense. Um, he he's he's not a, he's not an amazing talent, so you, you're not going to be able to count on him all the time. Brady is going to go to the guy that's able to beat the coverage. So sometimes he's beating it and he's getting the ball. When he's not beating the coverage, he's not going to get the ball, and they're not going to force a ball. This is not this is not uh, you know. In that Carolina, where you're going to have to force the ball to to uh, <laughs> Brandon LaFell. Yeah. So, you know, otherwise, Gronkowski, Gronkowski is coming into his own. You think about a game where it should be, Gronkowski should have a lot of success. It depends on which linebackers the Bears decide to start in this one. If the Bears go with their old linebackers and it's Lance Briggs out there chasing him around, good night. Yeah. He is going to eat him alive. If they let some of the younger guys get out there, uh, and if they get Shane McClellan off the field, then you know maybe you have a chance. The, th- the three young guys did a really good job in Atlanta. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'll tell you this. I think that what New England is going to do is they aren't going to take any chances. I think they're going to play a ball possession game. 
I think they're going to use their short passes quite a bit. I don't think they're going to go downfield all that much. They're going to use the tight ends. They're going to use uh, Edelman, obviously. They're going to use Amendola a little bit. Amendola actually proved yeah. that great that last great catch, catch that he made catch. for that touchdown was sick. sick. That was a sick play by him, and I think that gave Brady a little more confidence in him. I think that gave him a little more uh, confidence from Belichick. Um, I could see them actually bruising the ball just a tiny bit. You know, I mean... I, I, I actually now that I'm thinking about it, I may have to get a couple of those guys, those guys there. Even the, the the guy they just brought up last week, who was it? Jo, Jonas Tim's? Jonas Gray? No, not Tim. Oh, you're talking about the, the running back yeah, that they Gray. brought in yeah. there to use instead of Bolden. Right. And it wasn't James White, the guy they uh, brought it from their package. Yeah, it was a Jonas Gray. Is that his name? Um, that he may actually great. have to get in. a couple of these guys might have to get into my rankings, even though it's tough to choose from all of them. Vereen's obviously up there. Right. Um, but I, I have a feeling that they're going to try and just keep the ball and say, you know what, let's not even put it in Chicago's hands. Let's not give them a chance to start getting their offense going. Let's just control this game from out from the outset. Let's get a touchdown. Let's take nine minutes to do it. Let's do a, do, let's hopefully do a, four and out, a three and out against them. Then let's meticulously do it again, get into the middle of the second quarter, be at 14 six. And have a, well, I'm trying to control my... So the other thing that I would just say though about Edelman, a guy that, that I know directs you've been high on for a long time. I was watching that game. Man, stop dropping the ball. Dude. That was a rarity. Twice. Two horrible. I saw him both. I yeah. saw him too. They, they uh, was, it was but like I'm saying, it, that's a rarity. That doesn't he needs to go like from the red gloves to the blue gloves. Too. Yeah. He yeah. needs to do something. He's awesome. I love him. But, dude, what he's trying to do is he's trying to become he's trying to become elite or trying to be, like, a total star. And he's just, just stay with him. Yeah, just do, be you, dude. Why are you wearing that uniform in my station? <laughs> Look who's talking, Denim Dan. You look like the president, chairman, and CEO of Levi Strauss. Where'd you get the Canadian tuxedo? <laughs> Nice. I, it, I, I will tell you, yeah, no, you're right. He does seem to be crawling out of what he's, what he normally is, and he's got. I think they're going to have a talk into him, and I think after Amendola caught that last touchdown, mm-hmm. he's going to say to himself, "All right, Jesus, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. if I want to keep this job, I got, I got to stay." Well, this with is what the I'm team that you know. That's, that's why I bring it up because this is the coach who, if you're not, if you drop two more balls this week against the Bears, Amendola. Get back out there. Absolutely. Go, go get your 17th con- concussion. We're willing to take that chance. Absolutely. Put on your Canadian tuxedo and get out there. Stop <laughs> reading your own press, Edelman. Yeah, that's right. I think he's getting a little too ahead of himself. All right, let's move on to the next game. Seahawks, we've already talked about them a, a bunch, so let's be brief with them. Are playing against the Panthers. Let's kind of breeze through this one and get caught up a little bit. Uh, I think we're doing okay on time, but this game... Doesn't excite me anyways. No, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Cam Newton, although he had the great breakout game a couple games ago, uh, last game was shitting the bed for a little bit, ended up with some decent fantasy points. Not great ones, but decent mm-hmm. ones. A lot of garbage kind of crap. That's not going to happen here against Seattle. One of the ways that Cam can get his points is by running the ball. He gets Even if he gets just 40, 45 yards, that's four, four and a half more points than you would get normally, yep. uh, which helps out a lot of running QBs. That's not going to happen. I think Seattle at this point is 18 rushing carries against them by QBs for 17 yards or something like that. They just don't give up rushing yards to QBs. 
Cam ain't going to change that. I'll tell you that right now. That's not the way Seattle works. They make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, Cam's not going to have a good game. Uh, I can see Kelvin Benjamin having a pretty decent game. Uh, he will he does something every week. You know, and he does every week. You know, he's just even when he wasn't having a great game, all of a sudden he makes a touchdown catch last game. He only caught three balls, but it's for 60-something yards and a touchdown. That's what happens with somebody who's got that type of talent and somebody who's worked that much. But they've he's been working that ball around mm-hmm. a little bit. He's using, um, obviously, Olsen quite I, a bit. I'm telling it's, it's this, it's so, I'm just... It was the, the crystal ball was so clear on this one for me because Calvin Benjamin was going to be your next best option being a rookie. The amount of targets that see he's seeing two extra targets per game than he was over last year, and he was seeing over a hundred targets last year. And there were only what I think three tight ends that saw over a hundred targets last year. He's on pace for a hundred and thirty something, hundred thirty six or two hundred and forty targets. Yeah, that's disgusting. Disgusting. So what that's doing there? That's why. People who own him in fantasy leagues are doing extremely well because you were getting him deep in drafts, right. and he will continue the the the, uh, the chemistry that he and Newton have, especially in the red zone. When he's in the red zone, yes, he's looking for Benjamin, but his other his next option it's it's where's Greg Olson? Absolutely, I, I think well, I, mean, I think one thing to think about from a strategy, a preseason kind of draft strategy and rankings type of thing that I'll consider next year, where I. I, I believed in him as well. I, I didn't think he was going to be that. I know you didn't like him too much, but I, I kind of jumped on your uh, Kyle Rudolph a bit more. What leads me to the reason why I shouldn't that one, Rudolph gets hurt, and two, who's delivering him the pill? And you look at Cam can throw for 4,000 yards in a season. He's a, 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 one of the upper echelon quarterbacks, and he doesn't have any weapons. It all adds up. So next year, I need to do put a little more consideration into the injury factor because the other guy I was super high on was friggin' Pitta, who's out for the season again. So Me too. Uh, for for tight ends, and even I've got Jimmy Graham in a league. He's been injury prone to a smaller and you degree. Paid up for Jimmy and, you, and you paid up for him. So for me, one of my mantras next year for tight ends going into drafts is going to be like, who's the and injuries happen. So you know, who knows? Olsen could be, get hurt in two weeks. Uh, don't want that to happen to you or any of the owners. Thank but, you. But at the end of the day, injuries happen to even guys that have never had it before. But I want that tough guy that that, that seems to be able to. Stick it out the whole season at that position, especially. Kel- Kelvin Benjamin gets a lot of targets on this team as well. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. He got the most targets last week uh, of all the wide receivers. Uh, Burson, yeah, he's getting some uh, some decent targets. Savant still gets his targets. They're going to have to pass the ball. You know, they're going to be losing. Uh, even though Carolina's at home, they're go- they're going to be losing. Um, they're going to have to pass the ball around a lot. They have no running yeah, game. Yeah, but the same, at the simple. same time, too, the Seattle Seahawks have only allowed two teams to pass for more than 200 yards against them. Not allowed a 300-yard passer all season. They've held two teams under 200 yards passing. And uh, over the last three weeks, you know, even though, okay, let's go last week against the Rams. So they gave up 28 points, but it was on special teams. Where all the damage came, true. You know they only gave they only gave up what was it 272 total yards. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, and which is not surprising at all. But still, um, they, I mean, they, they can be had for a little bit. You know, it, I mean, the Rams are the, the, the Rams don't have what uh, what Carolina has. I understand, but at the same time, I, th- I look at Seattle as a team that that has. The the wherewithal and and the guts to say you know we got embarrassed last week, we need to come back and we need to to stick it up 
Carolina's gigging on the road and reestablish their place in the NFC because this is a big interconference game if you're looking at potential playoffs. And what Carolina, you know, while Cam Newton, he just he's not throwing for a ton of yards. He's finally now starting to run the ball more. That also takes away from what he's doing with, with a lot of these receivers because, you know, while these guys are still getting the passes, he's more effective as a runner. And in this game, he's going to probably have to be more effective as a runner for them to win. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, but you were talking about Seattle saying to themselves, "All right, we we got to reestablish ourselves." And stuff. I would have thought that would have happened last week. You had your chance to do it against an interdivision team, and you didn't do it against St. Louis. But, but isn't okay. St. Louis the type of a team that that can be overlooked? I mean, yes it's and just no. because it's you know. Yes and no, but St. Louis was the type of team that did the same thing last year, and they keep doing the same thing where you expect that you're going to beat them, and then they beat you. You know, and, and, and they didn't even use Zach Stacey. Zach Stacey, I think, got one carry. It wasn't even Zach Stacey. It was a uh, Trey Mason. When we get to that one, we'll talk uh, about it. Obviously, we'll get to that later. It's not going to be very but much Zach Stacey going forward anyway. Carolina, Carolina ain't going to run the ball because they can't run the ball. They don't have anybody to run the ball. Well, Jonathan Stewart is back. But. Uh, yippee. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be Newton throwing the ball around, and Benjamin's going to get his. And I think Cotri's going to get his same targets. It wouldn't shock me if Burson and, and Avant still got some, some good targets. And, of course, Olsen's going to get his. So those guys are going to actually make some plays. Seattle has given up the third most uh, fantasy points to tight ends this year. So it wouldn't shock me if Olsen had a really nice game. And Benjamin, he's not, it's not like he's going to be on the right side every time. He's not going to be locked up with, uh, with Jerkoff over there. He's going to be all over the field. Right. <laughs> so, but, see, I mean, but that's the thing, I think, with Olsen. Olsen's become basically a must-start at the tight end position. You're not going to bench him for anybody else at this point in time. Um, as far as Kelvin Benjamin, he's one of these guys, if you're in a three-wide receiver league, I think he's uh, pretty much on your roster, especially in a 12-team league. He's mm-hmm. starting every week. Well, let's go over to the other side of the ball and, and talk about uh, first activation uh, of the season, I think, last week for Christine Michael. Um he got uh, a couple carries. Got a couple carries. What's going on with uh, Marshawn Lynch? What's what's happening in that backfield first? And then quickly, let's go through and discuss how the departure of Harvin opens things up for those four wideouts. Well, they're now down. I think a uh, fullback. They don't have a fullback. Uh, he got injured or something. So they were using Turbin a little bit as a fullback because he's happened as we checked out early in the season. Yeah. You would think he'd be the smallest of those three yeah. guys. He's actually the biggest of those three guys, strangely. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't with you guys. I was in a bar with all these guys, with a bunch of the Corcorans, and they're all betting me. I'm like, nah, he, check it out. Turbin's the biggest of all of them. And, and he is. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but strangely, I, I do like Turbin in this game a little bit more. I don't know if, if Christine will be, uh, uh, Kristen will be active again. In this one, I would have liked to say that Lynch would be. I, I, I actually at one point had Lynch as my number one running back this week, but I'm, I don't have faith in that at this point. I really don't. Um, I, I, I don't you think that all those carries from the last three seasons has now started to take their effect? They are. He had you a lot of those carries they early. And they're just they're, they're giving him a lot more time off now. They're they're mixing other guys in. But the offensive as, line isn't working as well as it used to either. Yeah, they've had problems there too. It just doesn't seem like the same hard-nosed, hardcore team. And Lynch is a big part of that, and he doesn't seem like the same hard-nosed type of guy. Right, and, he, and when he gets in, then then he, he runs aggressively, but but you're not getting those huge breakout performances. And now, if he's not getting in the end zone like he was at the beginning of the season, when it was like ridiculous yeah. touchdown, 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 
now you're starting to see the effect, and, you know. But Kristen Michael, this is one of those things that just it, it gets you it gets you going crazy. You just don't understand what's going to go on with this guy. I applied for a guard job at the post office. Oh, no, we finally get to shoot someone. You know well, what it is. I'm going postal with uh, no, with all I'll the leads that I got him in. Where, is he, where are you? <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I know what it is is that teams are trying to make Russell not just Russell Wilson, but their receiving core beat them. Teams are starting to bunch that line, saying, you know what, all right, we're going to stop Marshawn Lynch. We're going to stop this running game. And if Wilson can toss around to Jermaine Curse, Doug Baldwin, and now uh, Paul Richardson, and uh, and uh, Kevin uh, Norwood, Norwood Norwood or Ricardo Lockett, Mm -hmm. uh, who didn't play. It was was, uh, Kevin Norwood who actually played, and Richardson, who had five targets. Who I like this week, actually. I think Richardson's actually a good play this week. Uh, Carolina could be had through the year, uh, through the air. I could see those guys actually doing something. You know, this is one of those games. I think again that Carolina's going to say, you know what, beat us, beat us through the air. Well, be my guess. This We're is where the Percy Harvin thing hurts. Okay, this is where losing Percy Harvin hurts. Harvin helped out most in their running game, yeah. opening holes because him coming around Just the corner, jet, jet sweep, the jet sweep. Drew the attention defense. Uh, you can jet sweep with Paul Richardson all you want, or with Kevin Norwood, or with any of these guys. You want to know what? It's not going to have the same effect. The defense is not going to bite as hard as they will when it's Harvin every single time. Paul Richardson makes Dry Archer look big. If that guy's, if they're doing jet sweeps to him and making him run, I'm giving him three plays, three plays, and that guy, that guy is he is so frail. He's like a little, he's like the Kevin Durant, but really not tall version of. of the, <laughs> the he, he's shorter. like a little praying mantis running out there, fast as hell, can stretch the field. They took him in the second round, went high on him. But if this guy starts running the ball, he is going to be on the IR very very fast. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the next game and talk about the Dolphins are going to be at the Jaguars. I think this is another one of those kind of games that could have that fantasy magic and just have a lot of fantasy goo happening. Uh, Dolphins seems you know three weeks ago we were talking about how Tannehill and uh, Philbin was given all the negative connotations, well, <laughs> saying he was going to maybe bench him and it was going to be Morris show again. I'm not going to say he's lights out or anything, Tannehill, but things he looks like he's got a. A good command of the offense, his his running ability and his athleticism and his decision making, it's all kind of looking pretty solid there. Uh, what do you guys think from on the Dolphins side of the ball fantasy wise this week? Tannehill is finally developing into what we were saying he was going to do at the beginning of the year. First three games of the season were rough. Uh, he was not not doing hardly anything. He's got two touchdown passes in each of the last three games. He's scored over twenty five fantasy points in each of the last three games. Um, he's not thrown for over 300 yards in any of these games, but he's also added the dimension of running. And he's, you know, running effectively. You know, he doesn't have the, all the flashy moves. He's not a Colin Kaepernick or anything like that, but he's giving you, what is it, between like 30 and 50 yards rushing. He's fast. Yeah. The, kid has, the kid's athletic. He's yeah. a wide receiver, wide receiver before a quarterback, which means he's fast. Yeah, right. Plain and simple. Uh, you had to expect it, to be quite honest. Um, I hope whoever had him, um, as their backup quarterback, because I highly doubt you draft him as your, as your starter. It's right. possible, but I highly, highly doubt it. It's more likely he's your backup. I hope you held on to him, because he's worth it. Build the sword. Not an easy offense to gather. Not an easy one to put into use, especially when you have such a young uh, team that was 
kind of all put together. You got your Landry, Wallace had just come over, Tannehill's a new type of starting quarterback. Uh, Lamar Miller was going to be taking the reins. It's a young offensive team yeah. with an offensive line that was in complete disarray last year. You put in a whole new offensive system, it was going to take a little bit. It's starting to come together now. Let, and look let me, what's happening. Let me exemplify this. He just dominated the Bears. Not only that, three weeks in a row now. I want you to realize this is how good Tannehill has been. And we talk about it. Where's the big play in the offense? Okay? These are all the all these things that you've been already just said, Don, are all leading up. I'm gonna throw the cake on top of the icing on top of the cake that's gonna show you why the is big play is coming. The fondant? I want to put some fondant on I, I got some fondant for you. Here's some fondant for you, okay? I'm going to be nice and smooth with this fondant, okay? 72%. That's wow. his completion percentage over the last three games. That's Holy nice. crap. That's three nice. games, 72%. It looks nice. Awesome. The whole thing looks nice, and I think they can keep getting better. The, they're, what they're using right now, and, and, and I kind of like it for what I think they can do in the second half of the season, but they're using Wallace more as a possession receiver, mm-hmm. and they're using him on a lot of comebacks, and a lot of uh, you know, buttons, and a lot of out patterns, which I think now you're watching the game film, you're your defensive back, that two-step that where he's just running and he does a little stutter step and goes, and you know, Wallace is 12 yards past the guy if the guy bites on it at all. Um, is good. They're setting that kind of up where they're saying, "All right, we've got this guy happening in the top fifteen, in, within the fifteen um, feet or yards of the line of scrimmage." Now I think they're going to be able to kind of open it up a little bit for him. And Wallace has that kind of re- reception and that kind of volume kind of game to him. But we know he used to be a one-trick pony when he's on the Steelers, and it was all just go, go, go. And if you didn't get a bomb, he didn't get crap. Here was the other thing that you got to have too. Yeah, Charles Clay, who's coming off a knee injury. Now he's getting healthier. Mm-hmm. This adds the other dimension that you needed in the middle of the field. You also didn't know who that second receiver was going to be on the other side because Hartline has not done it. Well, now you're starting to see, and they're getting more and more trust to this rookie out of LSU, Jarvis Landry. And Hartline's doing better in the last two games than he was. Because he's getting before. pushed by this rookie, of Jarvis course, Landry. He's kind of getting in there soon. This is competition breeds better play all Absolutely. around. So, Absolutely. And now you have the competency of them learning this offense. It's all coming together. The big plays are coming for this offense. You just have to get the base down first. Lamar Miller is also a threat every time he touches that ball. He is a good, good freaking player. And he's running with confidence for the first time in his career. Finally, you know, I mean, now he doesn't have to worry about anybody behind him. You know, with Moreno pushing him, injuries are great. The year before with Daniel Thomas, it it helped him. He has the confidence. I said, "All right, I am the man." I'm taking control here. That's it. And it's great to see a guy actually come into his own team. It's also to scare because he had the same situation last year. He was the man. It was him and Daniel Thomas. He didn't do it. They went out and got Noshaw Moreno. Now they put the fear of God in him. You're, not, you're no longer the man. Yeah. Remember, he was the guy. I'm going to get 1,500 yards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, he's, he's going to have a fine game in this yeah. one as well. Oh, yeah. If you ask me, this is against the Jaguars. Um, of course, it's, it's in Jacksonville. Um, so I think that Miami's going to want to establish a run game. That just means it's going to be good weather. Well, it doesn't matter if it's in Miami <laughs> or Jacksonville, does it? Good point. <laughs> you know? Good point. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, it's going to be better weather in Miami, probably. <laughs> I don't know. we got to see where the hurricanes are at. Right? <laughs> uh, you got a point there. Uh, they're going to try and establish the run game. You know, They're going to want to take control of that ball for a little bit. Uh, if Jacksonville throw, uh, poses any threat, then they'll start run, uh, throwing the ball a little bit more. Um, I, my guess is that Miami dominates this game pretty hardcore from start to finish. I don't see Jacksonville throwing up too much uh, of a uh, you know a, a threat here. 
It's possible that uh, Denard Robinson does okay coming off his week this last is, week. Well, this is, That's this, something this to is, talk about. This is, the, this is the conversation because Denard Robinson... Oh, okay, good. I, I wasn't sure. I had to now check. Uh, I'm just checking on CBS right now. They have now changed him to a running back. He's eligible at running back. Jeez. He was listed as a wide receiver. And you never know how fast uh, all these sites out there, I'm, I don't know about ESPN or whatever, how they're doing, I'm sure. That will never happen on our commissioner our, site our when team. it happens, guys. Yeah, never, never, never. You know what? You'll never be wondering, shit, when is my gonna fi- guy finally be a, a wide receiver? The, the or position is playing. Back? You know, right. really we'll, we'll get it right every time. So when it gets there, it'll be great. Yep. Here's, here's, here's what's amazing about this, though. Denard Robinson's getting reborn. And I'm impressed for... I think he's, he, he definitely has put on a little bit of weight. I think he understanding that he's going to have to play this role. But you look... Storm Johnson had his chance. We were saying, okay, what do you do with the 10 limited carries that he got? He wasn't being dynamic. It's going, boom, here we go. Let's go Denard Robinson. They force-fed him the ball. And he was amazing. He ran for 127 yards, scored his first touchdown, ran ran aggressively. You know, and, and think about it. That's what he did in college. Almost every time when he was when he was successful at Michigan, it was going around the end on a run. Mm-hmm. And he took a lot of big hits in college too. Mm-hmm. So That's he's right. used to the contact. It's not like this is like you worry about this guy. Oh, they were. He was not a wide receiver. He was a quarterback in college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a very different show, obviously. Um, but he's going to get another shot at it. I guarantee you that. They're not they're just going to all of a sudden go back to Storm or anything like that. Denard's going to get another shot at it. Um, what's funny is that all of the receivers are healthy. Yeah. Um, but Miami played pretty darn well against that, that Bears uh, wide Vaunted receiver. offense, yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't see Blake Bortles doing all that great either. I mean, that was in Chicago. This one's in Jacksonville. Not like it's that big of a jump. Uh, from Miami to Jacksonville, it's going to be a home game for either one. Doesn't you never really know it's a situation like that. So I, I mean, I, I just don't see no offense because I know you got to start Bortles this week. Well, no, unless I make but a trade. I just no, don't no. see him. I don't. I don't, I, I'm not, no, I don't like it for him either because um, one thing that I do like about Miami and I do is their defense. You know, look at Cameron Wake up front. Look at Oliver Vernon. These are two guys who are getting to the quarterback that are putting pressure on the quarterback and reducing the amount of time. The, the other thing that was interesting is to see Allen Robinson is still a guy that's worth starting. Uh, Cecil yeah. Shorts was kind of shut down. He still saw a bunch of targets, but it just didn't didn't have it happen for him. Yeah. Um, you know, this is not th- again. Miami's just a tough defense. I think that, that you know they'll they'll take their shots in this game. I think that he'll do better than he did last week, Bortles. But no, it's not going to be a fantastic week by any stretch of the imagination. No, and, and it's tough to run against that uh, Miami defense as a quarterback, which is something that's been given Bortles some decent points. Mm-hmm. He uh, he runs that ball and he runs it pretty well. They don't give a whole hell of a lot, uh, lot up on the run to the quarterback. So next game, nice. Ravens at Bengals. Bengals shut out last week by, uh, is that the Colts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Not all that crazy. Not all that crazy. When you're without... A little um, crazy. It's when a little you're without crazy. A.J. Green, um, which is obviously your, your biggest offensive threat. When Gio, shutting down Gio like they did. Jio Bernard, how do you want to go? Giovanni, Joe, Joe. All right, well, all right. You have you have a. I don't want to say he's a shutdown corner, um, but when you have a a, a somewhat of a shutdown corner, a guy who's who's going to take on your number one receiver, which was Sanu and not AJ Green, and then you have a pretty good run defense that you can concentrate on stopping that run. 
It's not all that much of a shock. You know, I mean, who was he going to throw to? Jermaine Gresham? No offense. Not the greatest, not as great of a tight end as everybody thought coming out of college. Um, who else are going to throw? Brandon Tate? Uh, Dane Sonsenbacher? Uh, not all that good. It's John Hagen. John. I'm glad you called. Listen, I have Bobby the Baboon in lockup. But he says that for 20 bananas, he'll provide evidence. Johnny Chimpo is the pimp in charge of the Cartoon Network courthouse. <laughs> uh, I want to be that guy. I thought I was the pimp of that. They no, need I'm the pimp. Johnny Chimpo from now on. I'm pimp of the Playmobil. You're Johnny courthouse. Chimpo the pimpo. <laughs> Jeez, that's a great one. I like that one for you. <laughs> I like it. I like it though. I'm in. That should be a Halloween costume. That should be a Halloween costume. Johnny, you want to know Johnny my Halloween Chimpo costume is? What's that? Uh, I don't. Uh, Newton. Uh, that's facing it. I'm gonna be a pinata. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna be a pinata. I'm gonna fill myself with a lot of candy, and I'm gonna bring a wiffle ball bat and just let people wail on me. I think it's long overdue. People have wanted to wail on me for years. They'll be like, "This was my favorite Halloween ever. I got to hit Noonan the entire night with and a I got paid off with sweet, sweet candy. Yeah, and every cool. time I hit him, I, it, a bunch of crackle bars came out of there. I, I will be buying twelve wiffle ball bats. Anybody <laughs> wants to know where Noonan's going to be this Halloween? I'll be announcing that. He's going as a, a General Grievous from. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> he can hit you with all the lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Done deal. Oh my god. All right. I, I don't know if, I, if that happens. If you're going as that wiffle ball Grievous, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm changing mine. I'm changing my whole deal. That is. <laughs> I certainly hope you're wearing some armor because I'm still bringing the wiffle bats and I'm still wailing. I think that is a great costume, actually. Wiffle ball uh, general Revis or what's his name? Grievous. General Grievous. Grievous. Yeah. yeah. You just have has us eight of them. Got eight of them. Of There's six of them. Right <laughs> I love it. We're such stars. Uh, like I was saying, Bengals uh, can be stopped, and it wouldn't shock me if the Ravens stopped them as well. The Ravens have been playing some uh, some really freaking good defense this year. Look uh, what they did to Atlanta last week. Absolutely. I'd see them doing it again. I, I know Cincinnati's going to be at home, but Cincinnati doesn't perform that well against uh, Baltimore as is. Uh, if A.J. Green doesn't play, but I think he will play. I think A.J.'s going to push himself and get back this, in this game. They'll put Jimmy Smith on him. I still think A.J. has a pretty decent game regardless I just don't, don't see you Cincinnati think that they, going nuts. Cincinnati needs AJ. Even if AJ's at eighty percent and he's only going to be used as a decoy, it, you, you know, find out what his what what they what they say his health is. If they say he's at ninety to one hundred percent, then know that he's at seventy to eighty percent, and maybe be, be wary about the start. Is all I'm going to say. But in order for them to be successful as a team, in order for Sanu to have success, in order for Bernard to have success, in order for everything to work, you got to have a threat of AJ out there and, and, and have them put their best cover guy in Jimmy Smith on him, even if he's a decoy. Then you've done the best job in the world. Yeah. You've taken a guy that could be guarded by almost anybody and you've made them put commit their best guy, and now you've given Sanu a chance to actually have a chance. Absolutely, and, and that's the only way it's going to work. Um, the question is, is will AJ come back? He says, he's, uh, supposedly he told a teammate he's definitely coming back this week. He recanted that a little bit and said, you know what, we'll, we'll see. Uh, the, the, the doctors have to play a part in this one. It's going to come about later in the week. I actually have him in the rankings right now because I do believe he's going to play. 
And if he does play, I think he's actually going to play well. He may be a decoy for a little bit, but that's not going to last because Cincinnati's going to go down, and they're going to have to pass that ball, and he's going to have to go up and get some balls. And he's been able to do that in the past. Um, that's just the way that's going to go. I don't see Gio having all that great of a game. Baltimore's had a very, very effective run defense this year. Um, I need listen, a Gio. I, I'm man. a huge you need Gio. Too. I need him bad. He was my third running back taken. Now he's your first. Adrian Peterson was my first. Monty Ball was my second. I have Gio leading my pack right now. If he doesn't do anything, I got a Monty Ball, which I'm happy. Jovo. 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 Yeah, that's, that's what he wants to be called? I thought that was he's not, major he's league. Not, he's not Giovanni. Jovo. You don't take out of That's Jovo. That's Jovo. That's Jovo. Jovo. He said it's Jovo. You know how many now, Jovo? I'd say, fuck you, Jovo. I do myself. I do myself. <laughs> Uh, are you saying Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? <laughs> One thing I'm going to say while we're doing movie things, I, I, I should probably wait till the Rams game, but did anyone see, they dropped Pettis, I guess, the Rams. They sorry, did. Quick. Do you guys see his tattoo? He's got a he's got a Mighty Ducks tattoo. I did see that. that. I was like, I'm like, what is that? What is that? Well, he must know, be, is that from San Jose? Does that mean he's from San Jose or? or Anaheim, Anaheim from Anaheim. Anaheim, Anaheim, Anaheim sorry. Right. Not San that, That's. That means you might like the little dicks like me. <laughs> no, it means he's a pedophile, unlike you. Yes, Hopefully unlike yeah. Pete Townsend, but definitely like that guy from Seventh Heaven. Uh, Did you guys read about that story? The no. dude the, the guy uh, you don't want to, we don't need no, we don't need no, to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Bad times. I was just thinking about I mean the only thing that, that I was thinking about in the news today was the Blade Runner getting five years in prison. Oh yeah. Pistorus. Oh yes. my god, yeah. Pistorus. Yeah. That's actually that guy got off easy. Easy. He, he definitely, he, definitely, He can get definitely. out potentially in 10 months and just spend the rest under house arrest. That is crazy. Wow. Then there's a guy who... Oh, I'm fucked up. He's fucked up, man. This shit is fucking <laughs> crazy. <laughs> uh, we'll I stop agree. talking about jail and criminals. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else do we just need to talk about? Just a Go, Big go. Big fan of him this week. Uh, Cincinnati hasn't been able to stop the run. Um, they, they haven't been able to stop a whole hell of a lot actually lately. Um, I, I could see them trying to stick, uh, uh, you know, Leon Hall maybe on um, Torrey Smith, which I, I think that Steve Smith will have a nice game. Um, I could see Owen Daniels having a really nice game. Cincinnati's given up the most points to tight ends this year. Uh, Joe Flacco on the road, he'll have a decent game. Doesn't normally have a great game on the road, so it wouldn't surprise me if he kind of shit the bed a little bit. But. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Baltimore wins this game, to be quite honest. Cincinnati without A.J. Green. If A.J. plays, it's going to be a real tight-knit game. If not, I think Baltimore wins it. This is also one of those games where it's just... you. Cincinnati right now needs to have the running game in order to get themselves established to win the game. I think that they're a team that's kind of struggling to figure out what their identity is with the loss of A.J. Green. Without having that threat there in the office, I think it hurts them... So much. It's like there's. Oh, it's amazing. Where's Jeremy Hill in the mix? We thought he was kind of yeah, but he's, he's a getting guy. in the right zone, and then all of a sudden now we're making it seem like. No, I like Jeremy Hill still, but again, I still do. It's 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 a matter of when again they lost Marvin Jones too. This was they they were supposed to have all these guys, and now they only got one. They only got Sanu right now. That's right. So 
you lost all these other potential, and you're not Tyler Eifert out there either. So you have no one that's taking, no one's is expecting. Eifert hurt or he's just He's hurt. He so. should be back either, uh, either this I think week next or week and, uh, next week. Yeah. yeah, probably not this week, but the following week. So there are no other threats out there. So everyone's just doing everything they can. They're going to stop Giovanni. They're going to Giovanni. They're going to stop Jeremy Hill, and they're not letting him get their running game going. And then they're jumping up on him because their defense is just not what it was. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, then they're playing from behind. They don't have the 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 horses to keep up. Agreed. Plain simple. All right, let's move on to uh, this is this is. Uh, we we didn't talk about the Ravens really in that one. Is that fine? Yeah, that's, I mean I talked about them okay. enough. Okay. All right, let's move on. Let's go although to the Texans. I, although, I, although I will say one thing, I was wrong. I thought that uh, Talia Farrow mm-hmm. was going to uh, get the, more, get yeah. the go over Pierce, and it turned out that Pierce still got the go yeah. last week and up scoring a touchdown. Um, not too bad. From him, I think I think Pierce still gets the go again this week. Uh, you, weren't wrong, you weren't wrong about Forsett, who I think still three weeks guys. in a row is a top twenty-five guy for you in your ranking. Oh, absolutely! This yeah. week is he top ten, or was that last week? No, last week he was ten, and this week he's right around the uh, the same spot. He's going to have an, another Jeez. nice game this one. Why didn't we? Why didn't right you, now, yeah, eleven. God. Yeah, I mean that guy's a pickup and a half. If yeah, you're putting dude, him so high, hey, they're feeding him the ball. Um, they're going to run the ball. They're going to try and keep that. And ball. they're winning. And they're winning, doing it. The guy's good. They're you know. tough. They're tough. They're tough. They just have that. They have that in a in a, in a in a world of football. They have that kind of strength and that toughness that can win games. And some guy always comes and does something offensively, but just as a team, as a whole unit, they're just tough. And those are the teams that pull out these 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 victories that are close, or these victories where someone even trips up a little. The tough teams pounce on that, yeah. and I I'm so impressed with that staff, that personnel, Harbaugh, and just the way that that team, you know, the way that you'd think that there would be a huge drop off the last couple of years since their uh, Super Bowl. They're well, still the, they're still the toughest team in the league. I'd they say. had a drop off last year. Yeah, yeah they definitely the, had a drop the, off, the, but they the, 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 the but they're not a rebuilding team. Where you know what I mean? It's like no. the, I would have thought. Well, I was going to say, which Harbaugh would you rather have as your coach? Which I was going to say, which one's a better coach? I think I think it's I think it's obvious. I think it's John. Yeah. Which one would you rather have as your coach? I I still I, I'd say if I want to know that I'm going to have a guy that I can trust to be there for <laughs> for a while, I'll take John. I think Jim's jumping ship. Yeah, I mean, Jim, well, think he's he's awesome. I think Jim Jim is a great guy Michigan. too. I, yeah, and I think he's a great guy that takes programs and rebuilds them. And I, I think it's it's always easier because you come in with less pressure when you come into some place that's struggling and you take it over than when you come into some place that's that's already doing good. There's so much more pressure for you to continue to do well. Um, there was already rumblings out the wazoo there. Uh, the team isn't. Well, let's, the let's, right, let's, right. let's let's see what happens. Let's this take year away the, the whole the whole relationship aspect of what they have. But if you take away, if you look at the two personalities of the two guys, Jim's a much gruffer guy. I think that John is a much more likable, amicable oh, yeah. guy. Like if I was going to sit down, if and I was going to have, if you asked me, like which guy would I rather go out to and have dinner with and pick their brain? I'd rather go out with John because I feel like Jim would be looking at me and be like, "Why the fuck do I have to sit here and eat dinner with this guy?" <laughs> that, but just so you know. Most dinners, yeah, most dinners you're at, most dinners you're at, 
That's what the other. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I am well aware of this. And out comes a wiffle bat. <laughs> I'm the see. That's what you didn't realize. I'm actually going against the pinata. I just didn't know. Like, I you know really, what? I really like I red might, lobster, don't you? I might get yeah, wiffle ball batted during. Uh, I'm going as Michael Jackson Thriller. Oh yeah, that's right. You so, told me that. so I might get wiffle ball batted by people too. You know, just so you know. Like, Remember when the they, ESPN the magazine did those covers of all the albums and uh, what's his, the old uh, the old guy from the Buccaneers and then he went to, what's his, the guy from Kansas State the quarterback uh, that's out of the league now Steve DeBerg no the recent the, uh, the he was the quarterback for the Buccaneers three years ago oh Josh Freeman Josh Freeman yeah he was he was the cover of Off the Wall yeah Michael Jackson in that issue it hurt him it was basically like a Madden cover so just be careful. When he goes Michael Jackson, sometimes karmically or karmic karmatically, yeah, karmatic, sure, dogmatically, uh, it can it can bite you in the ass. So just be careful. Well, I am going as a thriller with a beard, though. I'm not you're saying, not shaving. No, you're not doing like you're not doing like <coughs> mistral face or anything, are you? Mistral face? Yeah, you don't know what that is. It's blackface. No. If anything, I would do zombie face. Okay. Do. Oh, actually. It's Michael Jackson. He's white. Wait, he's that's right. I'm right. I'm the right, 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 right color. He's a black guy that's white. So I'm the right, right color. No, but he didn't have a beard. It's gonna say, wait, he's black. Yeah, it's a good know. point. My buddy though, he looks perfect. My buddy once showed me. <laughs> You're like, ready to change the thing. Well, the beard. I, you know, I mean, I doing blackface is as Brandon Marshall. Long and everyone in the Bears locker is unacceptable. You just look like you've been it's eating some little boy's ass. It's perfect for Michael Jackson. Sorry, let's go on. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh my Texans God. Don't Titans. ever do that. In, a, in an episode where we said maybe you're a pedophile, don't ever talk about licking little boys' ass. Oh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> have a good point. You gotta go. Next time this kind of thing happens, I want you to stop, take a deep breath, and clear heads out of each other's asses with your language. It's easy for you to say, never get a tiny little head. <laughs> <laughs> Stop and pull each other. See, you don't, you don't realize sometimes that you just walk into my soundbite. So thank you very much. Yeah, I you just are. took a deep breath. Texas to Titans. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna walk out for this one. Yeah, so I'm had enough. I've had enough. Fair enough. God damn it! I don't need. To I'm walking out on this one too. Uh, do you so want to talk I'm about the yeah, Texans? I'll do it. I'll talk about this one. Oh yeah, Texans. God damn, they looked good in that first quarter last last <laughs> night. They were firing it up and uh, rocking and rolling. Looked like friggin' Foster was gonna have a hundred yards in the first friggin' quarter. He did. He well, he didn't. Have, he had a hundred yards in the game, but he looked like he was gonna have it in the first quarter. It looked like everything was going their way. Oh wow, how the tides turned in that last two minutes and what twenty four or thirty four. That was nuts. That's the most points scored by an offense. Uh, in in a short period of time, twenty four points in like two minutes and thirty, and since like the early like seventy three uh, by this by I think it was the Chargers or something, but that was crazy. Did you it looked like a blow away. I was almost. This, did you see the stat that Adam Schechter threw out there too? No, that was like teams that score within the last two minutes of a half win eighty percent of the games. Really? Now I don't know. I don't know where that where he like was that like in the last however many years or whatever. I, I don't know, but that's pretty crazy. That is that, that is freaking awesome. They had uh, I, I, I don't know. They 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 seem like they seem like it's so close. They could be so good, but they just make these boneheaded mistakes. There's just 
It's it's like a it's like a really hot girl that's like one chromosome short of being a supermodel. <laughs> you're like you're like God, you are awesome. There's one little thing that just went awry, and that's what makes it so if you're you not. If you didn't have an ear girl. coming out of your cheek, you'd yeah. be perfect. <laughs> but I don't know, man. It's it's just nothing can go right. You know, they're always fumbling. Last week you had Johnson fumble on Thursday night, and then last night they looked like they could pull yeah, something yeah. off. To and Hopkins. then you had Hopkins do it as well. Which is Hopkins' second second boneheaded play after the uh, I'm really going for the fumble recovery. Oh my God, you man, I I was watching that. That yeah. was that was the kind of play that doesn't win games. That was a zero hard play. Hopkins, you got to fire it up and, and pull it together. But I don't know. We don't need to talk about it too much. Obviously, Foster is playing great. He's just. I mean, he's he's got to be what number four, number three now in total points by a running back. Um, just lighting it up, giving owners, uh, and we told you in the preseason we were high on him, and the reason we were high on him, strength of schedule, he had the easiest one, we felt like he had, didn't have those carries like he had, and you were scared about with the career year two years ago, and then again a little bit last year, that just, the stars were kind of aligned for him, and he just looks great, uh, but it's a tough team to watch. Yeah, and as far as the, the Titans go, uh, if Jake Locker plays, which they're assuming that he is going to play right now, um, he's really not been great all year anyway. Um, he has yet to score over 20 fantasy points. Uh, he had his best game of the year when he got knocked out of the last game. So he was on pace. It started to look like things were starting to come together. If you own any of the receivers, uh, Kendall Wright or Delaney Walker, you want Ken, you, need, you need Jake Locker to be out there. Oh, it's just... It adds so much more, you know, with his ability to run and what he what he can offer. It's it's, it's still it's not fantastic. This is going to be a tough week if he does come back because this is also going to be the week that Jadavian Clowney should be returning for Houston as well. So then you're finally going to get to see again JJ uh, Watt and Jadavian Clowney on that front four. Well, who it helps is Justin Hunter the most. Uh, Locker's got a way stronger arm than a, than a Whitehurst. Uh, Whitehurst was helping uh, Kendall Walker, uh, uh, Kendall Wright owners quite a bit. Uh, Wright was actually putting together a couple of good games there and uh, did well for his owners while Whitehurst was in there because Whitehurst is a check down guy, likes to throw short passes. Locker can throw that deeper ball. And Hunter was having some decent games while Locker was in there. I could see Hunter, because he's now playing way more snaps than any other receiver on the team, I can see him actually having a pretty darn good game with Locker back in there, um, especially since I expect the Titans to be losing this game. They're going to have to pass that ball a little bit. Uh, Sankey, I don't know. You know, here's the thing. At least they're giving him touches. So he's had 34 carries over the last two weeks. He is non-existent when it comes to... um, Valverde? Touches, but he's not getting any, any utilization in in the passing game. Valerde. Well, you know, since everyone, you know, again, he's he's getting his carries in the passing game, in the in the in the, in the running game. He's not getting utilized in the passing game, and he's not being very effective in the running game. So Valverde. The casual round of Valverde. Oh, like no. it. no, it's, it's, 
That's dog inspired. Dog used to do all these great little intros, and then he realized we'd be looking at him for something great. And he's like, Val Verde? <laughs> totally, totally dog move to flip the script on you. And right when you get fall in love with something, he's on to new and better things. Yeah, I One week I'm talking about. Oh, shit, I got you, good, you fucker. You did. We all did. Val Verde's get us good and mm-hmm. fuck us up. We mm-hmm. love them. And you guys are real crazy. And the one thing I will say is... Is that Val Verde? It's Farva. That, it could be. It, 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 this, this could be his pers- uh, persona. Something I will say, I'm not positive, because I haven't heard back, because Val Verde's not good at email, but he might. Val Verde might be on the show with us next week oh, for yeah. week nine. Hope so. Um, I think he probably will be. Hey, Charlie's Angels. I didn't hear that. What did he say? Hey, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'd be psyched to have you on, Val. I know you're listening to this. Um, but let's fire it up. Let's I go. just want to make sure he, he he better be on because don't bullshit me. He hasn't sent back, so I think he'll be on. But we'll see. We'll see soon. This one's going to be the uh, Arian Foster show. But it is. Let's move on from it. Let's move on. Please, please. Let's just move on from this. We don't even need to talk about. Uh, yeah, we're done. Let's move on to the Rams. Are going to be at the Chiefs. You guys have kind of alluded earlier that you think the Zach Stacy days are done. Wow, was I not a Zach Stacy guy in the preseason at all. Nope. I knew it was going to be a garbage Man. year for him. Holy crap, thank God. That's the, the one thing I called. What I've realized is I'm really good at calling who's not going to be good. What I'm positive of, and I've been thinking about the last few weeks, I am not going to put myself on a ledge and, and campaign for a guy. When I campaign for a guy, Cooks this year. Even though I was very high on, on Foster as we were, but Cooks was my campaign guy. Last year it was Kaepernick. When I campaigned for a guy, he <laughs> got up, up, up above. <laughs> and yeah, that wasn't even a sound no, bite. Yeah, I was... <laughs> yeah, I Well done. When I campaigned for a guy, the fantasy guys are like, hmm. This D-Rex fella sure seems to know what the hell he's talking about. I can say no. <laughs> Let's make sure he doesn't know what he's talking about. So all the legions of fans that listen to this friggin' moron and pick him and draft him early totally get fucked. <laughs> Stay Sorry. So, Sorry. Here, here, uh, let, me, let, me go, let me be also a guy that's going to recant for a guy that I, I was bagging on in, in the preseason. Trey. Trey Mason. Yep. Now... I didn't say that the guy didn't have great potential. I looked at him and I looked at his, his tape. Everything that he does offensively was amazing. But? But again, it was the thing that, that Mike, Mike Mayock said. Mike Mayock said that next time this guy blocks somebody, it's going to be the first time. It's going to so, be the first time. So I believe that. That's why he was not that's active. That's so true. And that's why he was not active until the end of this game. And he's, he's one of these guys that has a ton of talent, but it might be a Bull Durham line. You know? You might have a million dollar arm, but I got an idea about that five cent head of yours. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, the fumble at the end of the game. It's huge and could have been catastrophic. And so unnecessary to be running for extra yards at that point. Absolutely. In time. This goes into football IQ. This is all I'm talking about. Knowing what to do situationally. That's a situation where the game is won. You get the couple yards that you needed, get down. Well, I will tell you that a lot of players learn on the job. And that happens quite a bit in this league where they'll throw somebody into the fire and a mistake will be made and 
half the time, the mistake will end up being okay. Because, like what happened with the Rams there and Trey Mason, they recovered and they still won the game. It'll happen sometimes where it'll fuck up the whole game, they'll lose the game, and the guy will sit for the rest of the season and it'll <laughs> screw up his whole damn career. Right. But Or it, it could be like a situation like a uh, Daniel Manning has that little bobble ball at the five-yard line that leads to the entire catastrophic fall-apart for Houston there. Well, if Daniel but Manning Foster, was... But Foster fumbled before well, then. Well, no, sure. no, no. They fumbled, they, they, they fumbled right after that. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was... was because yeah. they were then backed up. Things happen like that. Well, I, tweeted, yeah. I tweeted last night and we've heard which before. Is, which is why you have to have the football IQ and the knowledge of understanding all the situations. That's what, that's what coaches are there for. But at the same time, there are certain players that... You may have all the talent in the world, but when it comes down to, I need you in crunch time, are you going to be a guy that I can trust to do the right thing? Now, here's where we learn a lot, okay? Yeah. Stacy has obviously fallen out of favor. Mm-hmm. Trey Mason obviously has the most offensive talent Correct. of all the running backs. Who's the most dependable? Benny Cunningham. Benny Cunningham. And, and also, before you go on, all these running backs. when you mention this too, Jeff Fisher, who we're talking about here, is a guy who is a doghouse guy. Absolutely. Always has been. Right. That, that just Always has History been. of, you screw up for me, you're done. For so five weeks. Benny Cunningham done. has a giant chance here to be able to take on a lead back role. And he's not a bad running back. I'll tell you right now, he's actually done pretty darn well. Last year, he averaged over 5.2 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. This year, he's actually done pretty darn well as well. Uh, obviously, since Zach Stacy fell out of favor and he's been injured and he only had 3.7, 3.8 yards per carry last year, uh, was not doing all that well this year, as everybody knows, Trey Mason will still be in the mix and he's going to give them a good chance to win being used in the right positions. Benny Cunningham is a guy who's going to get the, the ball quite a bit, I think, in this next game. And not only Can that, because he's also being targeted, though. You know, he's getting... Uh, he, had, he had five targets in the past yeah, game. No, he had five the, yeah, exactly. Which was the most targets that he's seen on the season. And he can block. And right. that's the thing. And we saw, like, he, like which uh, is your, third underwear, down, your uh, underwear Olympics call of, uh, from Mayock was so true. When I was watching the game, watch, yeah, you saw uh, Mason missed one so bad. It's, oh, like, uh, it's like, are you even trying? No, it's like, not trying. I mean, it's, it's, it's like it's, him and DeAndre Hopkins went to the same school of... Here's how you don't fake yeah. uh, attempting to really work on a play. Shit, shit house effort. Ooh. And that's the thing, is that if Mason's in the game, they're running the ball with yeah. Mason. Right. And that's what teams are going to figure that's out, because Mason point. can't block it. You know, one thing that we got to consider also is the fact that, um, or, or just talk about and cover, that the, their special teams was, was incredible in the ah, last game. We try awesome. not to talk too much about the last yeah. game. But that one play where the whole... The whole team, the whole. Do you know the Bears skills? did that once? They, that is, I mean, that you is. You don't remember this? Okay, the Bears I, did it. And, I do sort of remember it. And, How long and ago they, was that? They, they faked about. Uh, Johnny Knox was the guy who caught the ball and went flying down the sideline. And it's a genius. It's Mark. genius. Like, now, here's what's amazing. How is that possible? Because don't you, as a team. You're looking at the ball. You're running towards. Or aren't you looking at the aren't ball? Aren't you also Scott? calling punt left, punt right? He was on the far, if you're watching the screen, the, the far right side of the screen. The ball went to the far left hash. So the other the side. The kicker is the only guy that was <laughs> running the right way. Everybody was, the ball was completely kicked to the other corner, and the entire defense ran the wrong way from where the, the coverage it was. Almost, was it's almost unfathomable that that play can work. It's like, no, what it was is it's almost like 
The reason why it worked was because they were so dead sure that it's got to be Tavon Austin who's going to get this ball. That all they looked for was where's Tavon going, and they just followed him. And he sold it perfectly, hands up in the air, falling on his button, Fucking and all shoot. of a sudden there's Stedman Bailey running 20 yards behind them down the sideline. Like, hello. Loved it, man. That, that That's just awesome. And the balls you play to, to you know... Do the onside kick or no no no, no, no the fake no, punt the, the fake punt fake punt, punt pass uh, to to seal the game genius maneuver I like that kind of stuff Fisher's I always been saw, a guy I that, wish we that saw that yeah this is the guy who did the the, uh, the Music yeah. City Miracle Music City okay Miracle, yeah trick play Charlie True. Chiefs side of the ball um, Alex Smith a lot better than people think yeah really is the guy he's a great game manager he doesn't make mistakes uh, he puts. He puts balls where they need to be put. He, he he doesn't commit turnovers. Um, Jamal Charles, obviously, total stud. Uh, Nile Davis. You don't is, like is, that is, one play that you said they got the record. That's you don't like that play though, where he's jumping into the uh, into the end zone on that one and getting helicoptered like that. Right. It's yeah, it, it's, unne- yeah, it's, it's, un- it's unnecessary. It was unnecessary. I, I mean, it happened. It, it worked out for him. Whatever. I, I, it's not going to stop me from loving Joel Charles. Or I hear you. I Listen, hear you. He plays the game, and again, it's who's his coach. His coach is going to continue to give him the ball in those situations. So, yeah. and, and again, you talk about Alex Smith. It, it, think of it this way. Was Donovan McNabb, when you looked at him, like that amazing of a, of a quarterback? And how was he? Was he that amazing of a fantasy quarterback? No. No. I mean, no. No. But, he, but he, no. But you're, I know where you're going with this. So, this is the same type of situation that you're getting with Alex Smith. It's not that Alex Smith is a great fantasy court, but he's not. He's, he's a good fantasy court. He's always going to give you that certain floor. He's got a high floor. He's yeah. more of an and NFL he, he lives game a, manager his, his, quarterback he, than a fantasy football he, quarterback. Where we're, we're some where some guys have like in their in the rooms that they're that they're uh, that they live in have twenty foot ceilings. Uh, he lives in a small room, you know. It is. It's a small. He's only room. got about six feet total, and he's got to crouch down in his room. But you're going to get points in that window, always within the, with that floor and ceiling for him. It's 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 consistent because they run a lot of rushing touchdowns. That's what kills his fantasy output. Is that when they get the red zone, it is Jamal Charles. Yeah. And when you have a guy who had 19 now, rushing maybe. touchdowns last year. If it was ten rushing touchdowns, that would be nine more passing touchdowns. Think about how that affects yeah. everything in fantasy. And I think he's getting better. You know, this is the second year with this in the system. Yeah. He's mastering it. I think he's getting. He got his contract. I think he's got his his confidence is 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 soaring in a great way. In, in a great way. Um, so I think what he's doing will get better. But like you said, the ceiling flower. Well, here here's one thing. Um, Casey holds on to the ball. They do run the ball quite a bit. Uh, St. Louis isn't going to have the ball very much. Uh, well, St. Louis doesn't control the ball very much either. No, and, and they're going to be pressured quite a bit to actually do something. I see Austin Davis throwing interceptions this game. He's going to try and push shit. Uh, KC is going to dominate the, the, that side of the ball. It's going to be Jamal Charles all day. I can see Antonio, uh, I mean, uh, Dwayne Bowe having a, a pretty nice day, actually. Alex Smith is going to toss the ball around that time. You don't like Kelsey. Um, I don't like Kelsey because St. Louis has a really good defense against tight ends. Tight ends have never been able to do all that well against St. Louis for some reason. Kelsey should be used in this game a little Not bit. Not only that, I just don't Jeff like Fisher, him as a top five. Tennessee top was always great at limiting tight ends as well it's when true. Fisher was there. This is just, I don't know what it is, a scheme or whatever, but they always shut down tight ends. Absolutely. So it's, it's going to be tough for Kelsey. I mean, 
I think they're going to try getting the ball a little bit, but I don't see like it's not going to be like a breakout game for him. And he does last week wasn't all that good for him either. Nice. All right. Thanks. Before we segue to the next game, I'm going to do a quick pyro promo. You guys have been listening. I'm going to make this quick as possible because I've done. I think this is my fourth, our fourth show in a row that I've mentioned this. But we're up to 50 reviews on iTunes. It's friggin' awesome. Thank you so much for you that are listening and heeding my uh, begs for you to go there and write a review. Please do that. If you haven't done so and you listen to our show, go over there, give us a review, tell us what peop- what you love about the show. Hopefully you're giving us five stars, but I'd love to see if we can get that number to 60 or 65 by uh, Podcast 151. So please, if you're listening to this, just go over to, um, go over to iTunes, go to the, find the Fantasy Football Fire Pyro Podcast, Go write a review, excuse me, and uh, make it happen. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Little shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Shenanigans. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? Oh. Right? <laughs> I swear to God, I will pinata hit the next person that says Percy Harvin. All right, let's move on to the next game. Eagles at Cardinals. I love the trajectory and where, where I think Ellington's about to take his game. We talked before we recorded today, Houdini, about Ellington and, and the touches that he's getting per game. Mm-hmm. But it's not getting the touchdowns. So, well, talk yeah, a little okay. bit about at that end. So, he, okay, so he's coming off a week where he saw 30 total touches last week, had 160 yards, but was held out of the end zone. He only has one touchdown on the season. He's got now 130 total touches, which is for basically about 21 point, just under 22 touches per game that he's getting. So, you think about it, with that many touches, how are you not getting into the end zone? So the, the ability that he has as well and for game-breaking and all this other stuff, it, think about the reasons why. You didn't have any stability at the quarterback position. Okay, So you had Carson Palmer who was out. You were going through all this, this, this miscontinuity on offense. Now Carson Palmer is back. Now they're starting to, to look like the offense that they – but we thought they were going to be, and it's going to be getting better and better because again, Carson has to still build up that arm strength and get that from, you know have all that nerve damage that happened to be fully recovered. Ellington, they you know we this was the guy last year that was the, the such a conversation. What Bruce Arians said or didn't say. Here's a guy that I think can carry the workload. That he said, no, nah, we don't see this guy getting more than 15 carries a game. No, he does believe that he can carry the workload. That was true, and he's giving him a workload type back now. Stephon Taylor, though, has stepped in and is taking those goal line carries away. But it's about the longer runs and the, and the touchdowns. He's going to get them. And this week, I got a good feeling he gets one on the board this week. Do you believe, Ellington, when you heard what he said, right? No. He said... <laughs> The reason why Taylor, Stefan Taylor, ended up getting those touchdowns, he said he, I actually took myself out of that game in those situations because he deserves them. Because he's been working so hard in practice, and I haven't. 
I, I haven't worked. I haven't been in practice on Wednesdays. I've been uh, partial practices on Thursdays and Fridays. He worked so hard in practice that I wanted to give him those touchdowns. Really? I took myself out of the game for that guy. Now, why, how does that mix up on him? believe him when he says that. No. But why is he not working hard in practice? Because he's banged no, up. L- yeah, LAT, they keep him out of practice every Wednesday. Every how, Wednesday how are he's you? out of practice and he's limited on the other days to keep, take care of his foot. Well, 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 how do you feel if you're Steph Van Taylor? That's, 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 that's like saying, yeah. I know you did great, buddy, but just yeah. so you know. Those would have been mine. I graciously allowed you to have those. How much do we believe in this? How much do we not believe this? I, I mean, I love the Duke. I don't want to hear you talk like that. So I Duke, agree. be dude. I, uh, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking a one. Duke, aka a deuce, on that conversation matter. Don't do this. Don't take yourself out. We dra- I drafted you in the fourth round in a couple leagues. We need those. Well, let me get this straight. He went into the impound, scaled the fence, broke into the Winnebago, and smashed the bed all on the hunch. I believe that when we ship Thomas Purple, it smells like Rainbow Shepherd. <laughs> I think he's lying. <laughs> Fuck, we need you to score, Duke. Get in there, because, God, man, if he was getting touchdowns, and he, he I agree, he's going to bust them, it's, it's going to come. All you need is the touches and the looks, which he's getting, the rest will happen. And obviously, it's, it's better and it's a great thing to have Palmer back there. I'll tell you right now that somebody is going to tell him, whether it's his agent or his lawyer or, or his mama. I don't know who the fuck it is. But they're going to say, listen, you want to get paid, buddy? Yeah. Don't get those do touchdowns. That ever again. Yeah. Ever again. You get those touchdowns now. And you'll get paid, and then you could do that later on down yeah. the road. Get, I get, don't care. Do your charity. Do your uh, do yeah, your nice philanthropic uh, backup running back but stuff. Nice guys finish last in this league, and you're going to find that out real quick if you keep Good doing it. Good point. That. I heard an interesting interview today because I was driving, and they were doing an around the league, and they talked to three different uh, beat reporters in, here on the radio in Chicago. One of the guys they talked to was the Arizona uh, beat reporter, and they were asking him, they asked him about Summers. Bruce Arians. Uh, yeah, Summers uh, yeah. from Fox uh, Sports yeah. Arizona, and so they were saying, you know, well, you know, because they were making the question of when all the new coaches had come out. When we got Mark Tressman, Mike McCoy went to San Diego. Look at the success he's having. Chip Kelly in Philadelphia. Look at the success he's having. Bruce Arians in Arizona. Look at the success he's having. And the, the comment that Summers made was that, well, look, Bruce Arians is in his sixties. He knows this is his last gig. So, he don't give a rat's ass. He's like that cranky old man who's going to tell you whatever he wants. Yeah. He's going to do it his way, and it's, you know, and, and it's working. He'll so, go down, but he'll go down on his terms. On yeah. his terms. And, and, and he is, if you Boy, think about yeah. it in this way, too, he's more of an older school guy. So, where you look at it, you know, and, and, and for him, what's it about? It's about winning a Super Bowl. So, if you're a Andre Ellington owner, this is where I think it makes you feel better. Because he knows what the talent is that he has in Andre Ellington. He knows how much of a game-breaker he is. He's given him 130 touches already in his offense. He's going to give him more, and he's going to give him those red zone opportunities going forward. Because he's all in to win. Yep. Agreed. Uh, let's go to the Eagles side of the ball. or hey, let's talk, talk quickly, Dogmatica. Uh, let Dog do his, uh, his Floyd Fitzgerald thing. Go Tell us what you're thinking on the rankings for those guys. Are they going to have good games? And then let's move to the other side of the ball and kind of cruise a little bit. If we can get through the Eagles pretty quickly, I feel good about where we're at on the. On the on. Philly could be had through the air, you know. I, I Philly could be had on the ground. Philly, I mean, Philly could be had. 
one way or another. It's it's going to be an offensive game in this one. Um, I, I definitely see uh, Floyd making his mark in this one. I could see Fitzgerald coming out with six or six, maybe even seven catches. Do either of them have runs. a breakout, like a 150-yard game in this one? I don't think that happens. I don't think that happens. I think it's going to be spread around because I think John Brown gets into the game as well. Uh, there is, there's going to be some short passes, and it's going to be a Fitzgerald and John Brown getting those short passes. I see Floyd catching four or five passes and a couple of them going a little bit longer, one of them probably going for a touchdown. Uh, I see Fitzgerald catching, like I said, five or six passes, maybe even seven, uh, just some short passes, trying to keep, uh, keep that ball moving and everything. Ellington's going to get his? Yeah, that, that's what's going to happen on that side of the ball. The tight end isn't used enough. Either way, Philly's very good at uh, guarding tight ends. So that's what's going to happen on that side of the ball. I see Palmer having a good game because of it. It's just that there's going to be some high scoring in this game. Um, on the other side of the ball, if you want to take it over with Philly, um, I'll say right now, it's it's a rarity this season, but I like Hurts in this one. Well, no, I, it's going up against Arizona, and it's a rarity. Uh, Selica block, Hurts will catch. Right. That'll be mm. the story. And, and, the, and, the, and historically, the Cardinals are always, as Doug would say, giving it up to tight ends. Mm-hmm. They... They like to walk into a date with no panties and their skirt over their head. <laughs> they just let the tight ends have their way with them. They so, got a pocket full of morning after pills. <laughs> <laughs> them and Darren, they hang out with Darren Sharper, you know. So yeah. it's like, you know, <laughs> learn from the best. Um, so when you, you know, Jeremy Macklin. Now remember, they're coming off of a bye week here. This is going to be a week for Jeremy Macklin. Now we know that Arizona has amazing corners in Cromartie and Peterson, but. They're shutting down opposing running games. They are uh, fantastic at shutting down the run. They're their top five at shutting down the run. Um, but for whatever reason, there's just been mental lapses uh, with these corners. This is a game where those lapses can come back again. Why? Because the Eagles run such a fast, crisp offense. It's easy for you to catch them off balance here or there. With the play because you're running so many plays so fast. And play like every uh, 20, 20 seconds or whatever it is. So that's why Macklin's always going to be a threat. I don't like uh, LaShawn McCoy. I, I, I just don't like his, his, his top end potential in this game at all. Even without Darnell Dockett up front and, and uh, uh, Clay Campbell. Um, they are still shutting down running backs. Mm-hmm. It's, their linebackers are ferociously fast and they're ferocious. They're mean. Period. They hit hard, and they make you think about turning the corner and hitting the hole. Darren Sproles, I, I don't know what they're doing with him. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful for his owners. Is he, is he banged up? Is he okay? No, no, you can't start him this week, but it's not he's, that. No, it's that they, they are not utilizing him in the right way. Here's a guy that they're giving more rushing attempts than they are targets in the passing game. Here's a guy that never had more than 91 carries in a season. And they're giving him seven, eight carries a game, and they're giving him three targets for actually over the last two weeks, four targets and then zero targets the week before. Yeah. What's going on with that? What he should be out there springing out in a screen type role every time he's out there and throwing the ball if he's open. I will tell you right now that the reason why that Arizona pasty is giving it up the, the the way that they are this year is because that rusty is not, and everybody yeah. knows you can't run on him. So they pass the shit on the ball, and if you pass the hell out of the ball, you pass it 50, 60 times a game, you're going to eventually get some yardage, and it's going to happen for you. The receivers are getting a decent amount of yardage. That's a great point, too. I just want to jump on this real quick, and I'll let you continue. 
They're running. Let's say you're running all these deep pass plays, right? So you're making those corners run. Well, then a receiver gets to come out for a play, and they bring in another receiver. The cornerback stays on the field. Yeah. And it has to be sucking wind, and then the other guy comes back fresh, and then he burns Absolutely. Hmm. That's why it's going to happen this time. Okay. Anything else on the Eagles, or can we move on? Nah, I, I, I think we can move on. Is it, well, where it. do you have, quick question, where do you have Foles uh, ranked this week at quarterback? Foles, I got him ranked um, right outside. I got him, I got him ranked at 14. Yeah. 14. It's at Arizona. Arizona, I think, controls a little bit. Foles, I don't trust all that much. He's actually down around like 21, 22 or something in average points per game. Yes. Hasn't been very good on the road this year. That's where I like it. You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? Uh, 65. 63. Officer, isn't, isn't the speed limit 65? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's why Nick Foles is number 14. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All right, let's go to the Colts. Um, in the second afternoon game at the Steelers. Well, we saw what the Steelers did last night. Really, really, really big performance for their season for them to come back. I mean, let's start on that side of the ball. How about they also haven't Antonio lost a Monday Brown? night game since 1992? Really? Did you see that stat last no. night? No. They have really? the longest, that's now 16 games in a row they've won on Monday night football. I haven't lost since 1992 on Monday night football. Oh, that's fucking insane. Are you kidding? No, I swear to God. That's, that's awesome. insane. But what is insane is Antonio Brown. I just, did you know he was he a got, lefty? Well, I didn't know he's lefty because he's thrown court, he's thrown touchdowns before. He has thrown uh, the ball before. I didn't remember that he was. I remember, I remember that was a sick remember, pass. That was a very nice sick pass. on the run, yes. on the run, sick pass. But he, that touchdown, they got called back. Oh come touchdown. on, dude! Drag you can drag your feet, but you can't step and get dragged. That was a touch. That wasn't even. Was this? That was that I was get two inches away where his foot went, but then he dragged it in. It's grass too. So the other thing is. You saw the piece of turf that got uh, not that, 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 yeah. was, that was flying yeah. off. Touchdown. And it was all green. Right. It wasn't any white on that turf. No. I can't believe they called that back. That play, or that series, he even made a great play after they called it back. Mm-hmm. That, that, oh, just, that, that cutback that's just ridiculous. He made, and then the, remember the one-handed catch on the sideline that, that went was that, disgusting. Those three of the sickest plays the NFL has seen this season. He's ridiculous in one drive, and yeah, one of it, there shouldn't even it should have been two because that should have been a touchdown, and he shouldn't gotten the opportunity there. That and one that he pinned to his thigh on the sideline was ridiculous. They all three were. Ridiculous. I, I couldn't believe what I saw. That was a touchdown that got called back, and then the beautiful thing I loved, and I haven't watched in practice, but the thing that. Uh, uh, Johnny, uh, you know, what's his, Chucky said uh, from the booth is, you watch this guy in practice and that move that he made, where he made that cut across, he's like rice in that way, where every play he's doing is at that is at full speed. So when you catch this ball and you're doing it, it's not you're running through the motions where I could imagine a guy like a Harvin <clears> or <throat> a Crabtree or some of these guys that are great and have all the talent in the world, but when they're practicing. Don't you just think that Crabtree's loafing and grabbing the ball and using his talent? This guy's like, F it. I'm grabbing it, I'm catching it, I'm running. Everyone else is just like, holy crap, this guy's... Settle down, buddy. No, fuck you. You don't love guys who have... Love it. No other speed but 100. Love it. Not only that, he may be be the most... If you talk about that lovable wide receiver in the NFL, in fantasy football, right now. Let me give you the stats. Just listen to what he's done on a game-by-game basis... And it's ridiculous. You are getting 
production every week. Starting the season, five catches, 116 yards, touchdown. The next week, seven catches, 90 yards, two carries, 10 yards, 100 total yards. The next week, 10 catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns. The next week, seven catches, 131 yards, two touchdowns. The next week, your worst week of the season, your worst week of the season, five catches, 84 yards, no touchdowns. Come back the next week, seven catches, 118 yards. Uh, then this, this last week, nine catches, 90 yards, and a throwing touchdown. Unreal. It's uh, the, wow. That's I, a model. I, I, you talk about floor ceiling. You have a high ceiling, and a, where 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 Alex Smith's uh, you know ceiling is, his floor is still four floors above it. Yeah. Yeah, like Alex Smith is living in a ground. He's apartment. in a sub, 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 sub basement. Exactly. Al, uh, Antonio Brown is living on a third floor apartment with twenty foot ceilings. In and a deluxe apartment in the sky. Alex Smith is, is living in a Dean John Malkovich apartment. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or a Hobbit hole. Or a uh, Hobbit hole. By the way, not teary on it, but it's always cool to see. A rookie who gets drafted doesn't play a single down. Finally gets in there in the eighth game or seventh game mm-hmm. of the season. First catch of the season. Deanie's guy. Thirty-five guy. yard touchdown. Oh. Back in the end zone. Beautiful <laughs> catch. Beautiful drag of the foot. Love to see it, Martavis Bryant. Let me let me talk about this guy. You know what? I didn't even put him in my goddamn uh, weekly pickups because oh, because it was a Monday night game, so I got to put him in. Please if you're do. listening out there, go after this guy. This is a guy that I was so high on when I was covering all the rookies. Because going back to, as, as D-Rex said, the underwear Olympics, well, let's look at it. This guy went to the same school as Sammy Watkins. Came out as a junior, mind you. So he came out as a junior, was a fourth-round pick, so he slid. If you look at his combine numbers, they are equal, if not better, to Sammy Watkins. Yep. And while Sammy Watkins is six foot one, this guy is six, six foot four. How tall is, is Val Verde? I know how much he weighs. Twelve ounces. Twelve ounces. <laughs> much. Every time, every time he hits the scale. Well, you bring ounces. some of those bombers. You bring some Imperial Stouts, so not every time for you. Not for me. No, no, for you. And dogmatic, yours are actually you always 20 out of there. Tall boys. How big are tall boys? 22 or 20? 20? No, no. These are what? These things? Yeah, what are those? 16. 16. Okay. 16. So 12, 16, 32. We're covering all the numbers here. So, but. I brought some double bowls. I brought some 24 ounces. You're talking about Bryant. Martavius Bryant. Martavius Bryant. He has all the measurables. It's just a matter of he's raw. He's very raw. But now you see it again. What And, and Ben Roethlisberger, know this, has got a big arm. Know for Mike Wallace, what he needs is, is a guy that is a burner. Dry, Ar- Dry Archer is not the guy that's going to do it for him on the outside. Uh, we already saw it for Marcus Wheaton. He's not a burner the guy who's going to do that. And he hasn't Marcus been doing it. Sucks, and he hasn't been doing it. This is why Martavis Bryant was a guy who I liked at the beginning of the year. It just took until now. This is what happens with a lot of these rookies. This is why you can't go necessarily into drafts and draft these guys, but it's keep your eye on them because, look, all these guys, Trey Mason just got activated two weeks ago. You know, All these guys are just getting activated now because 
They're like, okay, now the coaches say we feel comfortable yeah. that you know the offense yeah. Yeah. now and you can be a contributing Don't factor. be surprised if... And you're going to uh, show something in practice. Don't be surprised if Lance Moore gets him more involved in this offense as well. Yeah. He was working well in the offseason for a while, was injured, got injured for a little while, he's come back. He's the one who caught that pass from Antonio, uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Other side of the ball? Yeah. Go, go nuts. How uh, great is Andrew Luck? We don't, yeah, let's not even, let's talk, not even about talk about him. Let's not He's talk all about world. Him. You start yeah. him. You, you start love him every him. time. He's great. You love him. Two problems on the offense right now. Trent Richardson's hamstring, yes. which turns out that it's probably going to be okay. I expect him to play. Um, it wouldn't shock me if he didn't get as many carries. Yeah. Uh, Who's better anyway? Need, Ahmad Bradshaw. Ahmad Bradshaw. Bradshaw but, he, be able but, to but Trent's playing all, all right. He's giving, I know he's, he's playing giving it 10 to 12 to 13 points a week, but he needs those carries. So he's not getting those carries. He's, you know, exactly. Five, five or six Josh should be able to tear this defense apart anyway. If Trent Richardson's uh, uh, hamstring or whatever quad or whatever it was is okay, he'll get the same carries that he's been getting. He'll yeah. put up some good yardage and, and just good overall points. Hold on to the ball because this is a a, a ball hawking Hawk team. It is, and and, and I, his, I'm not too worried about that with Ahmad. Ahmad makes a mistake like that, believe he tries to correct it. He's that type of guy who's. A perfectionist. He's a hard, hard, hard. I'm always player. worried with the injury with Ahmad. The, the second big thing here, Reggie Wayne. Yeah, probably going to be gone for two weeks, one to two weeks. Mm. Um, they, they say that there's a possibility he could play this week, uh, or at least Reggie did. But he went on in the rest of the interview and said, eh, maybe not. Probably not. Actually, What's up probably gone for one to two weeks. What's up? Um, yeah, he had a problem. He come up. He came up lame with um, what was it last week? It was uh, uh, his uh, elbow. Landed on it wrong. Um, something happened uh, where he ended up dropping a couple balls later in the game. Tried to go back to the game. Couldn't catch the ball, actually, because it was hurting him so bad. Um, so he ended up having to go on to the game. Sat the rest of the game on the, on the sidelines. So it looked like eh, they were just taking him out, whatever. They were winning 27 to zip. It didn't matter. But it does turn out that his elbow is fucked up. He'll probably be out for one to two weeks. It on this sucks, one. you know. He's he's getting along in his career, and it's all these things are now starting to, to nip him. They're gonna catch yeah. up. To, of course, they're gonna catch up to a guy. Such a hard he was starting worker. to look really good too in the offense. Dude, That's the guy depressing. was the guy has played yeah. 16 games a year for like 12, 13 straight years. Here's why. He'll, here's why he's gonna be okay. He's never been a guy that beat him with speed. Right. He's never been a guy that's beat exactly. him with, with any of that athleticism and just pure talent. I've got this, you know. I'm a, he's been that gritty guy. He's, he's been he's that gritty guy. Runner, he's the precision guy. guy. Yeah. He's the guy that works the hardest. So I always feel like as long as he's playing, he's going to be all right. Obviously, it's hard, he's to, out it's hard to imagine that he went to the U. The U. He seems so He's so anti the you. But he that's is. what's weird is there's a lot of guys like that. Miller seems the same yeah. way. I think Gore seems the same way. Right, Gore's that there's way a too. lot of guys that are like they get the yin and the yang on that, on that in that the you. That's true. I'm shocked. Uh, um, they didn't realize that the convicts on the in the uh, what was that the, the Notre Dame game the convicts versus the uh, the uh, Christians Christians or, or the, the Catholics. Catholics Catholics versus the convicts. Okay. But but Miami has a big mix of the same mix on their own team Catholics and convicts. You know you know who he's you kind know? of like strangely. <laughs> He's a uh, he's a lot like Derek Mason, but on incredible offenses. He's yeah. been in incredible offenses his entire career. He Reggie has. Wayne has been. Yeah. I think he's better. Than, I think I think he's better than that. But I agree. I agree with you. I mean, uh, can you? I mean, Mason 
incredible route runner. Caught there everything are so that came many stories way. like he was that. Not a, Marvin Mason Harrison was not a, goes Mason to the Buccaneers. Not great, uh, offenses though, right? Is that what your point? Mason, yeah, yeah. Mason was never in never. No, yeah. No. He's saying but that's that what Mason saying. was. That's what so you're saying. That Mason would, would have been. Wayne has put up insane numbers, Maybe. whereas Mason didn't put up insane numbers. But there are so oh, many no, stories. hundred balls. There are so yeah. many stories yeah. like that where it's just like if you put. Yeah, I mean, this guy on so this team, many. Right, but right. Michael Irvin got gets drafted by uh, at that point a, a crappy, you know, Jets or Giants team. But you wonder what He's the, not Michael let, Irvin. Let's, 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 let's give Back a case. Let's give a, a, a current year case in point. I hate to bring it up, you know, it, it, it's your guy, but at the same time, when we talk about Brandon Cooks, you know what this is? A shammy cough. Lucky guess. I just lost a buck to myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Sammy I'm gonna, Watkins. Let's double up. or nothing that Cooks bet right now. But next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't say double it up. It's a double or nothing. Saying you already won. <laughs> ah, so it. this so, fucking guy. So here's my point. Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks. Here's two rookies that come in, right? And you looked at the situation and why were you so high? And you go, well, look, he's going to New Orleans. He's going to have the offense. He's going to have the quarterback. I don't like Sammy Watkins because, look, they don't have the offense there. They're a run-first offense, and they don't have the quarterback there. But you know what? Talent, talent, talent. And I, 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 not, I, not, I, no, listen, I, I agree that Cooks has the talent. I still think Cooks has more talent. I do, too, I I do too which is no. why I'm still so high on him. But again, even that. I'm so high on Cooks for next year, though, again, because it just, it just takes longer. Here's a guy that bona fide... Is a just he has the size, and you need the size to be able to match up from college to the pros. And that's one thing that you can, and that's the thing you got is one thing because as so fast, the as, fast as Cooks is, everybody doesn't do it as a rookie. Well, not only that, not only that, you, you could have it. speed as a rookie. The problem is, everyone in the NFL has speed. Your 4 3 speed is only <sighs> that much faster than. than Twenty percent of the guys, not not eighty percent. You guys both said it. Yeah. You guys both said it. Colts, uh, uh, Colts right. quickly go through okay. it. No, no, no. Yeah. So moving on from the Reggie Wayne being injured thing, that means that Hakeem Nix will start. Hakeem Nix will be starting next to uh, uh, T.Y. Hilton and um, what's his name on on uh, the the, the uh, Wayne now? No, the the youngster. Um, oh, Dante Moncrief. Yeah, Dante Moncrief. Yes, another we'll rookie. This guy game. is another guy who's a speed burner. Um, and again, great, got some good talent. Got got nice potential, and Absolutely. he showed nicely in his in his limited uh, work last week. Absolutely, he shows you what he can do. And again, the benefit is with it's still. Let's go back to the Brandon Cooks thing because you're talking about a great offense. The same thing. Here's a great offense with a great quarterback in Andrew Luck who's thrown for over 340 yards each of the last four weeks and thrown for six 300-yard games in a row. Yeah. There's opportunity there. Last but not least, Pittsburgh gives it up to gives it up to the tight end. I love a Dwayne Allen this there you week. Go. That guy's going to be dominating. He's going to need that receiver to throw to, other than the Reggie Wayne sure-handedness guy. And that he'll you, be you the know one that gonna, takes up And it's going to be the Dwayne Allen. Um, I, I mean, I think Kobe Flaner will have a decent game as well. But I think Dwayne Allen is the one that gets a touchdown, gets five or six catches, and maybe gets about 60, 70, Let's maybe even 80 way. yards. When, he's, when he's, he's, our, he's, he's our graphic he's for tight He end. looks sure. to Dwayne Allen. He does not look to Kobe Fleeter anymore. I don't Every think game, they went to college together. Well right. He's a better guy. He's a better talent. Every game, Dwayne Allen's getting better, which is 
great news for fantasy owners that have him. It's scary news for the, the, the opponents that are playing him. And who's the smartest quarterback in the league that you'd say? Maybe besides, I think he's smarter than Peyton Manning. Andrew Luck realizes the momentum and the movement and the progressions he's making. He's going to reward him. Dwayne Allen for this second half of the season is going to be a beast. A beast. A beast. All right, let's go to the next game. And uh, that's going to be one. Yeah, let's do this quick. What do you got to say? Right. Raiders at Browns. All right, so is there fantasy gold here? Yeah, there might be. You want to know where that fantasy gold might be? The guy that I would peg out of this is, is Andre Holmes. Um, you look at Cleveland. Cleveland is a team that is not very good uh, at defending against the, uh, the wide receivers. Um, so you look at the, at the potential here of what Derek, you know, Derek Carr, he, he's, he's consistent in some Derek McFadden started to give him a little bit of a semblance of a running game. Cleveland is, is a team that's still truly, you know, they're up and down. They're really not consistently showing you anything. Their defense is okay, but look, they let Jacksonville be able to take it to them a little bit last week. They're going to come home. A little now. bit. Yeah, well, Jacksonville won their, their first, their first, first game. Win, yeah, it, was, first, it, was, it looked like a shellacking. It was pretty bad. And the Browns are the Browns were I think though McFadden could have a good game here. This is McFadden about, will have a good game. Uh, I'll tell you right 29th now. 29th in the league. At all, all you got to say about this game really is Ben Tate and McFadden and Darren McFadden. It's going to run run. That's what it's going to be. You say the do run run run. Especially run, especially run, since <laughs> it's going to be. It. <laughs> What's up, old timer? Yeah, the ger- yeah. our geriatric audience right now is like, we've been waiting for Wolfman yeah, and Eugene to, throw, to throw those the gold nosies out. The song again, the do run run run, the do run run. All right, yeah. Yeah, especially since the game's in Cleveland, that's what's going to be. It's going to be a running Hold game. On. I'm going to whip out my recorder and play do run 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 on my recorder. Hold on. Hoyer and Carr are going to be uh, bottom quarter of quarterbacks. I don't see either one of them doing very well. Carr's bad. I actually don't see uh, Jordan Cameron even doing all that well. I don't see the passing games getting going very much at all. Like I said, running game for both of them. Next game. Wait, nice. Wait, I like here's what I, if you think about watching this game on Sunday. Do you want to dip a size your mouth for a quarter more? Want me to punch a size your face for free? <laughs> I like it. I've had people ask you that and I said, you know what? No. I'll pay you not to. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Packers at Saints, the Sunday night game. Love it. Great so, game. All right. We Full know of who's offense. winning this game first off? Packers. Saints. Ooh. Saints are going to come out and have that. It's just the way you the think, league you think, yeah. That's the way the league works. I don't know, you're dude. right. You're it's right. It's the way that. the league works. Because, because, do I Aaron think Rogers it? No, but that's so why it happens. I just, because you're right. Because you're right. I'm going to go with you with this because this is why I've always, I've always told people. I, in college, I used to bet on a guy who was like, you know football. Let's, let's bet on football. Yeah. And I, I could pick winners, but I could never pick with the spread especially. Terrible I, at it. 19, we bet on 19 games in over like four or five weeks. We won one. I said, I go, I'm never picking games again. So don't ever ask me who you really think is going to win yeah. a game. Or if you do, whoever I tell Straight you is going to win. Go opposite. Well, so I said Green Bay. You're probably right. But, you're, but, you know, but are you talking against the spread or just straight up? I'm no, even, even straight up. Straight I mean, up. You know, I'll make more mistakes than that. I. I it's uh, the same thing with fantasy. It's your career. You're beware. It's it, it's the next week, the oh, next week after a guy blows up and he let's say in the rankings you move him way up. 
You're like, ah, it's probably usually going to let you down. You're like, oh, I don't know. Oh, that was. I wasn't looking at you, but yeah, I'm yeah, saying no, people in general. Holmes, perfect mm-hmm. example. You thought Holmes is going to be, or you think Holmes is going to be good this week? I love that. Holmes, probably the most picked up wide receiver last week, started by everyone, or a lot of people that picked him up. It's a no brainer. He was going to have a terrible week. Yeah, no, I know. Mean, that's the way it works. I will tell you this Saints, two and four right now. Yeah. They're two wins, both at home. They're four losses, all away. Saints win at home, they lose away. Does that mean the Saints are going to beat the Packers? Actually, I don't think so. I'm going to go with Green Bay. All right, awesome. Move on to the next uh, uh, It's It's going to be a Breeze pass is doing, Breeze is doing great. So is, obviously, Rogers. Let's talk about there. Where are they in the range? Rogers, Rogers is doing great. Breeze, Breeze is not well, Breeze, getting the yards. He's getting the yards. He's not getting the touchdowns. Okay, That's the, the whole yards. thing. He's getting the yards. But again, when we talk about this heavily loaded uh, four away games, only two home games... How many touchdowns does he have in the home games? Oh, I don't think he, he, he still hasn't thrown. He's not doing the three, four touchdowns. No, no, no. He hasn't had a three touchdown no. in the oh, right. They tell us the point. He has a 60 yarder to Jordy in the first drive or two every week. And, and, and <laughs> oh, no. Who are you talking about? Uh, Rodgers? No, Breeze. Breeze. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. He hasn't had more than no. two touchdowns in any game this year. That's the point. In both those home games, two touchdowns apiece. Yeah, and do but, you see this? Do you, this is a game. Nothing impressive, right? And, and this is where I wonder because again, oh, it's been terrible. Is Jimmy Graham no. going to be back? And is Jimmy Graham going to be again? I hate it when these guys come back and they're not one hundred percent. Just be come back when you're ready. If you're ready to play football and you're ready to be a, a, a contributing member to the fantasy society, then we're willing to the have decoy you. Decoy shit. But until then, <laughs> let us know. With open arms. Just let us know. The decoy shit does not work. <laughs> It doesn't yeah. work. No. The Saints work. tried to use him as a decoy last week. Did it work? No. Uh, the Lions tried to use um, uh, Calvin Johnson a- a- as a, uh, a decoy two weeks ago against Buffalo. Didn't work. No. No. Let's go, Mr. Galekinokas. Ah, you heard him. Let's go, Mr. Mr. Decoy thing. Hey, it, it may draw a rec- It may draw one of the better defenders to go guard him or something like that. But it doesn't work in general because you're wasting a spot on your field that you can't pass to, right. that you're not planning on passing to. So I, I mean, once they figure out it's a decoy, sure Which you still put a guy out on within it. the first seven minutes exactly. of the game. Sure, you still put a guy on it, but you don't concentrate on it. You concentrate on everybody else. Right. That's a de- it's the, it's yeah, but it's we did say it earlier in the show that if if, uh, if Jimmy Smith. Is Carl, you, just, you said Jimmy Smith. No, I got oh. it right. I'm talking about the actual Jimmy oh, Smith I thought we were talking about on the Jimmy Ravens. Graham. I thought we were yeah, talking, talking about the guy Graham. on the Ravens. Oh. If he was playing Calvin Johnson in that game, or right? Is that no, right? you're, you're right. right. You're right. Against AJ Green. AJ Green. AJ Green. AJ Green. AJ Green. Then you've done that kind of decoy. Kind of work. You just decoyed me. I like it. We're talking about. We're talking about the guy who you call Jimmy Smith all the time, Jimmy Graham, and you bring up Jimmy Smith. DB Jimmy Smith. Now Andy. I'm just now I'm you, just toying with you. you I'm are, showing you how you're a DB. Be you're I'm a douchebag. Oh, yeah. Nice but, call. But that that was it. a decoy because now he's going to start talking about Jimmy Smith. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love. And it's all a decoy. Give me some. I'm going to start Smith. talking about you, Lieutenant Sipowitz. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, oh shit. I got you good, you fucker. 
You got, yeah, you got me good, you fucker. You got me good. You got me good. All right, let's talk more about this game. And one thing, I got a few things to say that aren't about games at the end. So let's let's talk about this game. And we got one more game on Monday night. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of passing this game. I have these guys ranked two and three. I do believe that these guys are both going to pass all, all, all over each other, especially being in New Orleans. Drew Brees is going to have a great game. Aaron Rodgers never has a problem throwing on the road. Matter of fact, he throws better on the road sometimes, especially in these big games. Um, I, I do expect a lot of passing yards. Wouldn't shock me if Lacey got some decent yards in this game. Wouldn't shock me if Starks came back. Uh, he got a little bit injured last game. He's supposedly fine. He'll come in and get some decent yards. I had him ranked a little bit higher last week. Did great before he went out. 60-something yards, I think, in a touchdown. Um, Pierre Thomas is out. Pierre Thomas is going to be out for at least a couple few weeks. Uh, that's going to hurt. Travars Cadet is going to play the passing down role. I see him having some good work in there, actually getting some uh, catches. He's not a bad guy to pick up for streamers. Especially um, in PPR Especially leagues. in PPR well, he, well, even when Pierre Thomas was there, uh, he didn't get any rushes, but he still had seven targets in the passing game. Absolutely. It's, it, it's going to be a lot of uh, cadet coming out of there. Here, Robinson doesn't catch the ball no. at all. That's just not going to happen for him. Um, uh, the other guy in there, uh, Mark Ingram. Playing well. Ingram. Ingram. The, uh, he's Zach. actually going to have some good play in this one, too, I think. Yeah. I think they're going to actually Did he have a lot to of touches? It, did he play much last week after coming back? Yeah, uh, no, I mean, he, I mean, he got a. a I don't even know. He, 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 he only ran like six times for 10 yards or something like that. It, it was a pretty poor game for him. It, was, it wasn't all that much. But. Like I'm saying, yeah, uh, it's going to be the kid that That's fine. It was 10 carries for 16 yards. 10 for 16, 6 for 10, same fucking thing. <laughs> two two, two <laughs> receptions really either way. for 13 yards. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so those, I, are, those are the stats but he is that guy. Be, most of the games in his career, he's played a couple good He is going to be the lead dog, though. Right. I'll tell you that right now. So it's, but it's, the, so problem is, is but the problem is, is you're done. How about, I, I, no, he's done for a couple weeks. I want to just... Just like, fuck anyway. Nobody wants anybody on that. Uh, Before agree. we leave this game, I just want to have a more fun conversation about this. Did you guys see the press conference with Sean Payton? No. Oh yeah. Uh, talking <laughs> to the reporter. Oh yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer your question. You're going you're to stop so I can answer your question. You can let me answer your question. And he kept going, Dude, His, do you really want me? To, do you want me to answer your question? Are you going to shut up? Because I'm going to answer your question. Do you want me to answer your question? Because you're going to have to stop talking. If you want me to answer your question, do you want me to answer your question or not? It was so contentious. It was, it was, it was the other guy still talking, or was he just being... No, he was just being a cock at that point. It was was great. I love when coaches become cocks, because it's like, it just shows the true colors, okay? Yes, it is an extremely stressful job, but the fact of the matter is, it's just like with the Bears, with Kyle Long, blaming the Bears fans and jumping on the fans. How can you be booing us? You haven't won at home this year. You're now 14 nothing at halftime. Boo! I'm paying how much money to be here? Boo! You make how many millions of dollars? Boo! Fuck you! This is great. This is therapeutic. This is therapeutic. Are you kidding me? And and so what what I love is, if I want to know is what I I just hope, I really hope, because when I watch these things on on, on TV, I listen to... You got the bitch slap, which Booty. shockingly enough, yeah. you know, after this week, episode two. I know, I know, I already thought about it. I already thought about it. That's crazy. That's crazy. But Boudini, 
Boom. It's gonna have to be your off season thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm guys, guys look at eight and watch out Boudini. for. Boudini. This is what I love. I just hope because it's like what what these coaches try to do is they try to like jump down and belittle these the, the reporters and stuff. And I just hope that the reporters are able to sit there and just be like smugly look at it like you're such an idiot. I hope you realize that you look like a bigger idiot and asshole than anything else. And because why do you think they do it? No, no, no! If you're a good reporter, this is the problem. There's too many reporters out there that do kiss ass, which is why I was so impressed when Bill Belichick can be a jerk all he wants to be every time he's in front of it. But I appreciated his media, who continually would ask him and kept going, and, and he had to keep saying, "We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. We're on to Cincinnati." <laughs> yeah. you, you can be a guy, but I'm glad that they're asking the questions. What do you expect? You want them. You you want them to give you all the glory when you're doing well, and and they're basking you and giving you all your stories, and then all of a sudden you don't perform well. How could dare you talk about me? Force like him that? to be a cock. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Force him to be a cock on that show. Put him in the corner. Put baby in the corner. And let's see what happens. Exactly. One thing I will say though, the media's got to pull it together a little bit. I don't. We're not a part of the media, right. but we are. We sensationalize and we cover and we judge, 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 sure. judge, judge. Fantasy, mostly judge, football. Judge, judge, Judy. We're just judge, 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 Judy. Judy, Judy. We're judge, 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 Dean. Executioner. It was all this stuff. It's yeah. It's ridiculous. Jury and judge and judge jury. Dread. Judge Dread. It's all of it. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. That Halloween's coming up, babe. I agree, right. but. Here's the one thing I'll say. Boudini. It's kind of Boudini. I kind of, it's great. I kind of <laughs> think that media's got to really chill out. The, there's so many blogs, there's so many sites that are making money off of covering stuff. Gawker and the Daily News and all these big. Even USA Today at this point is a sensation. It's a it's a TMZ with short stories. But not trying to really. Everyone is in, in the mobile app age of it's how, too much. Where, you, where, where everyone's going to try to refresh to find a new story. You're right. It's People are creating much. stories creating that are not stories. there. Correct. You saw in the, you saw Ben Roethlisberger. He's like, so what do you think about you know uh, uh, Heinz Ward saying I don't even know who this team is. Like he's in the media now. He's forced to he's, come up. He's got to come up with something. And you, even today, and this isn't about sports, but I will say this. It, it, there's a link to a football movie, let's say. Jerry Maguire. Renee Zellweger, or whatever her name is. She was the woman. You had me at hello. Today, I don't know if you guys are on the internet very much. You see her? I think she looks hotter. I, I think, think she does look better. She looks better. All of a sudden today, every story on all these magazines is about, oh, Renee, poor Renee, she doesn't look anything like herself. And it's just like, you know what? Fuck you! Let what? someone go. Oh my god, she looks great. She looks yeah, hot. She, oh my she's god, she's got a flat face anymore. I never exactly. thought she was hot at all. I think she looks hot now. Yeah, but wow. she's over forty. Yeah. But everyone's saying, "Oh, it's so sad. She had to do this. She was never cute in the first place." That's no, not she what was it's not. about. But that's not what it's about. Let fucking people do whatever the fuck they want. Sorry to swear. Trying to pull back. Let people do what they want to do to themselves. Oh, and the live after is so much better. They they live, oh, they have the before and after here. It's so like, much better. Oh my god, her eyes are open now. But everyone's eyes are her open. eyes. She, the cheeks she, are she, puffed out. Everyone's, like a everyone's saying that it's, it's so an sad. Face, no more, it's it's no more uh, turkey garb. Who says yeah. it's sad? This is a Hollywood people. And, oh, go read. Not now, but afterwards, right. everyone's like, it's so sad. She looks like a shell of herself. She looks better. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth. Media, just chill out. TMZ, the TMZ, the first one to frontier. How do you see all they've done this year? 
If they're they're highlights. It's destroy sports people. Yes. Oh, they're doing a great job with this. AP, Ray Rice. They all they all want to do is be the first ones to put. It's it sports figures. Hold on, hold on, because these guys also have. This is all public record stuff. They've they all put themselves out there. So hold on, hold on. I want Ray Rice. The Ray Rice and I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Why aren't we seeing? Let's be honest. Why are we seeing video footage from within an elevator? Because somebody's getting paid well, that has true. access to Correct. that's bogus. But it's big rolling, all the TMZ there's more that I got in all right, all but all of this information, that picture, so she goes to some shoot and now you got a photo of it, and now you can judge this photo. It really is that is that really where we're gonna go with everything? But, and we judge people, but it's there shouldn't be access to a lot of this, and the judgment of it, and the sensationalism, and the money that these people make. It, everything's going to be doomed. No one's going to leave their house in 25 years. I understand, but at the same time, the NFL is ex- exactly ex- uh, equally culpable for how they have acted in this whole thing, how they have tried to cover up everything, how they have tried to manipulate with their uh, big. Big stick of, oh, we're a billion dollar industry, you want our advertising dollars, you want all this stuff, they're just as culpable. And and, and the Goodell bot crap that uh, that, I, that I played for you, that's exactly true. The NFL's got such a, a goddamn image issue right now, and the, the, the problem is, is that they have gone out of their way to try to cover up these situations. In the early 2000s, with the war on terror that came in, governments... Our, our military arsenal had to change. It was a changed landscape. Terrorism, Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda. We're still dealing with that with ISIL and all this bullshit. The NFL has got the same thing. It's media. It's friggin' TMZ. It's a new... They have to change their playbook. Right, it's, a new, it's a new terror threat. It's a new, it's a new, it's a right. new playbook that they have to do. But that doesn't make it right. And media, it, I gotta say, is apt. And it's making everything... That's all I'm going to say. I mean, if you guys want to get real about this, you know who's to blame? Humanity. Honestly, it, it comes down to the people in general. No, no. Back and, and years the, the access the people have. Or, uh, not just 100 years ago. 50 years ago. 60 years ago. What were players making in the league? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. They were, they, they were, they were treated, the show, That job they were the was treated like any other job. It wasn't... Being paid millions of dollars uh, to, is, to play one point. game a week. It's a good point. You know, they actually now all of a sudden back in the day, we they had jobs in the off season. Exactly. Players had to work they in the off to. season. They had to work in the off season to make ends meet. Now we are willing to pay all this money to go watch them one time a week. And now we are judging everything, and we throw everything up on You're TV. Right. That's why we are judging. They're making that much money. Who, who is to blame in all of this? Is it the players who, for playing what they love and doing what they love, that they would do, some of them, would still do for $10,000 a year, $5,000 a year like they used to do back in the old days, but and to, go get a side job? I tell you right now, I would go do that. No, I'm a to, pretty fucking good to, athlete, and I would go fucking play any sport for $10,000 a year and have an off-season job. No problem whatsoever. And I'll tell you, a lot of athletes would say the same thing. Well, every, but, every arena but, athlete says the same thing. But the same thing. Kobe Bryant and LeBron are 
advocates right now to give our NBA moment of the of the of the of the show. These these companies, these owners are making so, so much of money. But you how? see that NBA? They're how? making, they're the making players. money you almost see? as big as Val Verde. But look at him, your lips. It's so good. I mean, they're making so much money that it's like, hey, we're the players here. It's it's think about how are the owners making that much money? Because the player, because of these these deals, the the, the, the TV, TV deals, deals and the media deals. But again, yeah. so back who's to, to blame in the end? The media. Well, hold on. Let me. Let the media is the end. The blame. Let me full circle everything. back to it's, Boudini. It's rob, bro. Let me circle back to it's, Boudini, which is why you million dollar players who are making all these this much money that you weren't making back then cannot boo the fans because you want to know what the fans are the ones who are raped consistently. You continually raise the prices for, for the, the tickets to games. You raise the prices for the parking at games. You raise the t- the prices for all the food at games. Then you can black you, out the TVs. You, you can black out the TVs. Still then, in the NFL. Then you, you go and, and then and then the playoff games come in. No, wait, the playoff games cost more money and you gotta pay all that money up front. A sixteen ounce beer and, is 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 Nine dollars. The average fan can't go to your games. So when the fans who are spending all their money to go to your games to support your filthy rich ass, as far as I'm concerned, we have a right to boo when the product that we're given for the money that we're paying because we're what we would call and in Green Bay they're literally called shareholders, motherfuckers. We're shareholders in your livelihood. So when we boo you, take it. Back to the original point where we were, we're talking about that, right. about that uh, we were we, talking we about. We pay for every every stadium that gets built. Yeah, weren't we talking about Sean Payton getting yes. a question? Yes, and we have the right to ask those questions. Yes, we have the right, have the to, right to bad answer. answer. We have a right and to an right answer, to a legitimate answer, and yes. you did not give us bullshit like you, Belichick. I hate to say it, you're the best at what you do, Belichick, but for you to fuck everybody else around when you're getting paid millions of dollars is bullshit. Well, you wouldn't be getting those millions and trillions and billions and quadrillions of dollars <laughs> for your fucking team and everybody around you if we couldn't ask you those questions. Well, the one thing I want to say while we're on Billichek, we got a new uh, our player rankings uh, page is getting updated. I hope it's going to be for this week, uh, not for this week, for next week. It's already Tuesday. We just got to go within our op-ed. But for next week, I hope we're using it. But and, and it's going to be not as pristine and beautiful because I looked at it on Saturday. It's not perfect, but we're going to launch it without it. But what I do have is one of our icons. I don't know if you guys noticed this. For injury, we've got uh, we've got the injury report. One of them is going to be an icon of, uh, it's just called Belichick. The Belichick. It's a hooded guy with a short sleeve thing, and it's just like, we have no idea what's <laughs> going on in this game. And it's going to be, you could be injury, questionable, probable, or if you see an icon that just says Belichick, we just don't know. If it means Belichick, <laughs> no, nobody knows. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. man. <laughs> All right, let's close. Uh, last game. Uh, let's close out last game. Packers is fine. Pack, yeah, Packers. You know, big score game. You're starting your guys. Right. Start. To my to my favorite old western. Scoring Bonanza fantasy points. Is this next game on Monday Night at Bonanza? Redskins and Cowboys. Colt McCoy! That's a 
That's a bad decision on my, <sighs> in my eyes, but go for it. I think it's a bad decision too, but you know who it's going to benefit is a Pierre Garçon and not so much a Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson had five targets in the first half from uh, Kirk Cousins. How many in the second half from Colt McCoy? Zero. Why? He can't throw the deep ball. Exactly. He'll, it's he'll under it's throw. Pierre Garçon all day long. Pierre <laughs> Garçon, first pass from Colt McCoy. The 89-yard touchdown. 89-yard touchdown. I don't know. Pierre Garçon, uh, he gave him a bunch of other uh, targets. He got Jordan Reed the targets. He's going to pass that short game, which is going to work against Dallas, which is just fine. Because um, they're lacking, they're weaker at the linebacker. Point. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, do I think there's going to be some points scored in this game? Absolutely. But at the same time, is Colt McCoy a guy that you would go out there and, and start in any way, shape, or form? Not in the slightest bit. No. And is there any long-term potential here? No. No. Because RG3 will be back. And it might be, what, two weeks? Two, three weeks? Yeah, it, it could be next week. Could be next week. Now they're doing got- this. I think they're doing this for I, a reason, the, saying, all right, you know what? We don't want there to be a tough transition between think about this though too. Cousins and, and Griffin. Let's just let's throw but, McCoy in there so it's not a tough transition. Let's just give it back to Griffin the second he's okay. How dumb is that? Though? I don't agree with that. From, uh, that may be, it, it, if that's what it is, then to me, that's something that came down from Daniel Snyder. I think it's the underlying, I think it's an no, no, underlying no, no. thing. I Maybe, but here's the thing. Kirk Cousins, yes, he's made mistakes. But have you really given? Have you really given? I know, but have you really given him a full chance of a full evaluation? That's Vinny Testaverde mistakes. I understand. (laughs) I understand. But here's the point: by bringing in Colt McCoy, what you have in Kirk Cousins, there are teams out there. You still have. Was it a week? Two weeks in the trading deadline? Yeah. And if you're saying already that you're going to bench Kirk Cousins for Colt McCoy, here's here's why I say it's dumb. Because you might have gotten someone to bite for could have been a fourth round pick, could have been maybe even a third round pick. Who knows? That may be as high Agreed. as we're gone. But you could have got a pick, Agreed. and you could have dealt him, and then you already knew that you were going to shift Colt McCoy in there as a backup anyway. And now what you've done is you've got undermined nothing. any, any so leverage you, you have you, in talent. You you got it. leverage. You kicked your own trap out, and you just booby trapped, and you just. You well, I will tell you right now, for, for a guy that probably in Colt McCoy, I've seen him. I've been a fan. Yeah, I, saw him in college, I saw him with San Francisco. We saw him with. Ron. This guy probably shouldn't be in the league. The reason why he is is because he's got a good nose on him. I, Literally, I actually, he's just a I straight lazy guy. I just really, yeah. I think I we need to go to a podcast from about a year and a half ago yeah. where you hated his guts and thought he was one of the biggest drag. Look at his last seven games Gold that McCoy? he started in yeah. 2011. Listen, listen to those past podcasts. I will tell you that I thought that he might have been the next Drew Brees. I don't know that you no joke. said that. You you listen. Go ahead and listen. I, if you don't remember, I'm telling you right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. From I think the, that he uh, actually the, is a very accurate, very moxie filled quarterback <laughs> who loves the game. Who uh, actually can play this game, and when he's given the chance, he does well. As you could see from that last game, he was nine to ten uh, through for a, a touchdown or two or something like that. He, he brought him back, dude. The guy's a good. The guy's Wait, a leader. You like? You think he's better than Kirk Cousins? Uh it's. Tough to say that, being a Michigan Who, State boy. Is he, is he better than Charlie but, Whitehurst? Yes, he's better than Charlie Whitehurst. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. This guy's a winner. Charlie Whitehurst is not a winner. Cole McCoy's a winner. 
Because the championship game, Colt McCoy win. In his Texas championship game, Colt McCoy tried to go for a, a goal line uh, uh, rush and broke uh, broke his clavicle and was out of the game. Do you see Drew Brees going for goal line rushes and and doing anything? No, I'm he not doesn't. comparing him. Right, well, here's the but thing. I'll you, tell you, you, right say, now, you say he's McCoy's a winner. You say he's a winner. In 2011, he only completed, this was his last year as a starter, he only completed 57% of his passes. What he did over... He was never a starter, starter. I mean, when was, when was he a starter? In 2011. This For is what I'm talking Browns? about. Yeah, second yes, half of the season. The was, that he was started, rookie season. 13 games. He started 13 you know, games. You know what? We don't need to talk about this guy no, too much. I, I like that you right. like him and well, think he could be good. He never threw more than two touchdowns in any game. He never completed... Show me the receivers on that team. He's I, like, but he's like, to me, he's it, Gabbert he, to me. Show me anybody he's, on that he's team. He's my actually. Gabbert, and I just, I just, I, I don't know. We don't need, to, I don't want to talk about him. Okay, I don't want to fight over Colt McCoy. No, I, I know we shouldn't talk <laughs> let's, move, let's move over to the other side of the ball, or you want to talk about the running backs. Let's hurry up this, because I don't need get, to talk about the running backs very much. Actually. Okay, let's move uh, over to the, the Cowboys. I'll tell you right now, I don't think that DeMarco Murray's going to have his... Outstanding. I don't, I don't have the number one. yard game. It's not going to happen. How about, how about I, don't think that, I don't think that that's in the making, actually. I think that Washington's going to sell out to stop uh, DeMarco Murray, and they actually are third best in the league at keeping running backs at bay. So I think that they will have a good game and against that's a fantasy DeMarco points? Murray. Yeah. Uh, but do you, think, do you think Murray's held under 100 yards this week? I think that, uh, yeah, I think it does happen. Here's the thing. I, really I do. don't. I don't. But, but here's the thing that I worry about. And, and, and it's it's more about what I worry about is not having enough. Bell, there it is in the fridge. Is is you look at the amount of carries? He had 22 carries in week one. After that, 29, 24, 24, 31, 29, 28. Here's my point: If you're a Demarco Murray owner, and I know this is this is one of those things that it's like, we know Stags is one of them. I is is yes sir is. If you're in a dynasty league, I think you trade him now. Yeah, I agree. Dynasty league, you trade him now because he's not going to live after this year. No, if can't. you're in a regular league, you you got to ride it out because just this is but, his, this is his unicorn season. But you better because because a lot of times these guys make it through with these ridiculous 400 attempts and they and they survive. And as I said, when I said earlier in the year, I said I go if he gets past week six or week seven, I go I'm bought into him. I'm bought in now. He's had so many touches already. He's had, what is it? How many is it? 187 carries. Andre Ellington had 19 carries, only got 67 yards. Uh, LaShawn McCoy had 20 carries, 22 yards. Okay. Against the Washington Redskins. Uh, the only person who's actually done well when it comes to putting up the yards, Arian Foster, first week of the season, 27 carries. It took him to get 103 yards. Here's the thing, though. That was Dallas- in... Houston. Agreed, but all, the it. offensive line of Dallas Lynch is couldn't insane. Get there. Let's be honest. Yeah, we've known it, it for two uh, years. And they did it last week Rashad without Jennings Doug Free. They did it last week without Doug Free. We've known it for two years. years. That offense is, is awesome. The offensive line is sick. And Only they are one rushing greatest. touchdown against them all season. And it wasn't any of those guys. It was Andre Williams who ended up getting it. On a, a goal line plunge. I like it. I like it. I agree with you. I'm just I telling you, you that I, I don't I, think that Demarco no, no, has the game that I agree with you. I, no, I agree. You can pass the help out of the Redskins' pass defense, and Roma's was going to do that. I'll tell you that right Murray now. Is Who do we have as our graphic this week? Roma, Tony Romo, and there's a reason for that. I would never allow that. 
any other week, and you know that for me. I'm not a big fan of Tony Romo. I'm not a big fan of what he does. Uh, he, he hasn't been the greatest guy this year, but he's he's been pretty decent for teams. But this is a week that I think that Romo is going to be a stud, and right. I don't think that DeMarco's going to be okay, Let me make my last guy. point about DeMarco. Like, okay. I think last he's talking year, just more of like DeMarco MVP season. That's what I'm saying. Here's the thing. I expect him to have a similar game that he had last year at Washington. Uh, which was where, and this is a game in Dallas, he had 22 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown. He also had three catches for 15 yards. I expect him, now this is the thing, I think because of the way that they are just, he's going to get the 100 yard He's going to get the 100 yard because Cole Jerry, McCoy is not going to be able to put up enough. He's, he's, they're going to impose their will and they're just going to overwhelm what Washington is right now. And Dallas is in, in a good spot. And this is, again, when you're in that groove and things are going well and you face a divisional opponent and one that they've had their success against, I, I you know, they won both their games against them last year. I have a feeling that they're gonna roll in this game. I agree with you and dog, I think your sensibility and your your understanding of offenses and, and situations unmatched, there's no doubt. But Jerry Jones, this this team is going to force this record. Force this. It's already, it's already a record. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah. But he's going to keep forcing. Point. He's going to force it because what I think also happens because of it is, and what they did last week, first half, DeMarco Murray show. Let's get this guy going. And if he's sitting there at 14 carries for 33 yards, all right, Tony, go for it. But that hasn't really been happening. Second half, Tony playing better than he's ever been playing. Going nuts. Let's do it. I think everyone wins here. But, but I agree with Doug in the sense of this. Don't expect it to be a DeMarco 150-yard game. This no is question. not going to be... But I think they'll get him 100 yards. I think, right. For, right. They'll it, force, may, it may they'll take force 27 carries yeah, to get there. Him to get there. Just because that's a storyline. And that's a jersey sale. It is. And that's the way that this... That, no, no. Guy you said a jersey thinks. sale. It's, it's the way he thinks. And the Dallas Cowboys, I believe, are the only team that has... Where their jerseys are not connected through the NFL, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. There might be something where they have like their own deal, where Exclusive they make like all, all the money on their jerseys. I 100% disagree. Okay. Well, let's I, move I, on. I, no, I'm not going to move fine. on. Because i got to say this real quick. Go ahead. This is their one chance. Yeah. Their one chance to rest. The guy who's gotten the miracle. You're right. You're right. That when they go up on Colt McCoy by 21 <laughs> to zip or 28 to zip. I'm saying it's through first the half. air. I said it was the first half. I agree with you on Through the air, doing it against this piss ass crap <laughs> piece of shit uh, secondary that the, the Washington Redskins piss have. Piss ass crap piece ass of crap. shit secondary. Yes. <laughs> when they go That's up 28 to zip. In the first half, because Romo and Des Bryant and, and Terrence Williams have all done that against them. You think they're going to run their horse 27 times when they don't need to, when they have their one chance to actually rest him? Well, here's this guy's knew, not going to have no, no, 15 no, no. carries here's, in this game. Let me, let me, I'm telling you no, that no, right no, now. Okay, no, don't I believe do, these guys, I, people out there. I don't, don't believe them. DeMarco Murray is not going right. to have one of those huge games. Okay, let me, let, right let, let me put it this way. Uh, he likes the story. I They're will, trying to get him. You want to make a bet yards. right now? Yeah. You said 100%. 15 carries? I, I'm telling you I right now. Bet 15 you, carries. I'll, I'll bet you 10 bucks. 10 to 1 odds. My 10, your 100, he gets more than 15 carries. That's easy money for me. 10 to 100? He's done less than 22 in any game. 10 I, to 100? Yes. Done. So you're doing. You He's got, getting more than 15. You pay me 100 if he gets 15 or less. I yes. pay you 10 if he gets 16 or more. Correct. Done. 
I like that bet for him. Here's what I think. I just think for this him, franchise, you. I think this franchise wants. I, I think it's the big picture. It's that 2,000 yard. It's the hunt for Dickerson. They want that so much. Jerry Jones wants that so much more than anything else. I think that they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think Jerry Jones actually thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think he is. In, I think he's a fantasy football minded owner. In stats and all that stuff, more than anyone else, and he's going in like, let's keep it going on. This is going great. Everything's high momentum. There's a lot of the momentum's great. Let's do this. Desperation is a stinky cologne, John. I have a stinky cologne. I've been desperate for a while. Yeah, now I need here's, a shower. We need it. We, we're going to shut this game out. Here's what I'm going to end this with, and this is why I wanted a little bit of time. We were at. <laughs> Just we're short long. of three hours. Just short of three hours. We're not long. We're, good. we're not our longest. But what I want to do right now, and I'm, I'm going to tell this to our listeners more so because I'm talking to you guys, my partners in Pyromaniac here. This is show 150. There's a there's a moment when you're really working and you're really passionate on something, and it goes back to a lot of a story we've told a lot, a book we've all read, The Outliers. I read an article about. Uh, an awesome article about uh, Derek Rose and him coming back and how he started reading and really started. He, he's a, more of a cerebral guy than you think. His favorite book is Outliers. Hilarious. In this article, they're talking about this. I'm like, me, dog, we've been talking about Outliers and the, being a master at something and Jordan and the Beatles and friggin' Stephen Jobs and all this stuff. Guys, we're at 150 and we're just getting started. And that is awesome. And we talk. Listeners, I'm being as candid as possible. We text each other. We email each other. We're talking about the show. We're talking about how we're fired up that we got questions from this person. And we're fired up about how we answered correctly on something. You hear us in the show last week, Dogmatica Top 5. Three weeks before that, number one. We're fired up. We are so passionate about this stuff. It is unreal. It's absolutely unreal. It. It, 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 it drives us. It drives us. It's it drives us. It's our life. And that's obvious because every week we come here no matter what, and we are psyched as hell. No matter what happens, and you've got a full-time job, you've got a full-time job, I've got a full-time job. We come here after busy days. Some days are lighter. Every time, some days we're a little bit more tired than others, and we're fired up to and do we this take, show. And we take, we take a show off, and we only do an hour of podcast. No, we never do yeah, that. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. <laughs> it's we always do. three hours <laughs> or so. And we just, we're, we're, we're just so energized, and more than anything else, because of the feedback we're getting from you guys. So please, keep this up. Pat us on the back. Tell us you love us. Ask us questions. Say you fucked me up last week with that call. What are you going to do for me this week? We love that. Give a contest Please. us. Contest us. Please. But at the end of the day, we are so passionate about this and I'm going to take a moment and this is going to be nothing about me or D-Rex. Dini, I'm going to start with you. Dude, when you came in and joined us about three years ago, it was all me and Doc. We had a couple of our great friends who are still our great friends that we started this company with. One had his second child, and his wife was like, Spike, you're done. Yeah. You can't do this anymore. Daddy All right. Time. The year before that, Tenny Stegman, we love you. Stas, you're the greatest. Just, it just wasn't working out, you know? We had other people that were in the mix that just fell off. 
dog manica and I were just like, this is us. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. We're keep with it. Keep with it. Stressful as hell. Straining for us. Dog and I were at each other's throat a lot of the time because there's so much weight on our shoulders. You came in the mix like a beacon, like just a breath of fresh air. You brought it, us all together. You were a glue. You were probably more passionate. I would say you're the most passionate fantasy football player out of the three of us. To be honest, you are the most hardcore fantasy footballer out of the three of us. Which you is are. why when you, when you hear my anger, it's because I'm in all these dynasty leagues. You're in so many leagues. I've built all these teams to be similar. And I have Jimmy Graham in four leagues and Percy Harvin in five leagues of my six. How do you think I'm feeling this year? Yet, I'm still alive in five out of my six leagues. One league, but the league I care about most desperately, which is which, which breaks my heart. I'm struggling because I drafted my one annual league where I get the, the snake draft. Drafted Jimmy Graham in the first round and it's killing me. Yeah, I you you are a passionate guy, and me and Dog are passionate as hell about this. So to you, I say it, show 150. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Thank you. We would and not we would not be we 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 were doing a few podcasts before you joined the mix. There is not a a shot in hell that we would be sitting there with so many listeners that love this show. And we love you guys. You know that. We give you that. So thank you for coming on board. That is amazing. And the fact that we're 150, you were the fuel that, that, that got us there. Well, I appreciate all those kind words, and that's that's remarkable. But let me just say that, that yes, I am a very passionate fantasy fan. And for all of our fans out there, I believe – the way that I feel about it is that I'm living the fan dream. That I'm that fan that got accepted by people that I saw something. And, and, and let me just say this. As far as your vision, D-Rex, for where we are going as a company, and I know how dedicated you are to making everything so great for our users on our website, in our mobile apps, which will be coming in the in the future, Fire and all these other things. Talked about yesterday. And, and, and our in our in our uh, way that you keep us uh, integrated socially and through our Facebook and through every, and Pinterest, through every outlet in, in, in our outlet that you do, it's amazing. Dogmatica, I'm astounded and amazed every week with how your brain works and how you are able to analyze and the to, best to, in the to be able to to put into order all these rankings and, and to come up with all the, the different minutiae and things that you do. And it, it's, it's unparalleled. And I, and I tell this to people who don't know when you're just listening you just take it from the outside. You don't know. You know, I sit here and I, I do a lot of these write-ups every week. I am so dependent on my write-ups to see where Dog is ranking them to, to validate whether... It, it, it helps me to become so much of a better mind in fantasy because I go, I'm always having to kind of guess before I see where his rankings are. Where do I think this guy is going to be this week? And, and, and there were times where it's like, what's happened is I've become much better at understanding where he's going to go because through his mind, it's been able to change and, and adapt and meld my mind. And I hope that we've been able to do all those things for all of you out there. But again, I think this is the one thing that I've loved about this group and being with you guys is that none of us are here selfishly. I think that all of us are here selflessly and I think that's the biggest thing that, that we give that not anybody else in the industry is, is so forth willing about is to tell you everything that we know how to be good and, and, and that we know that by doing so 
that's gonna just—that's what it matters. It, it, it's it, that's what the passion is for me. It's about helping people. It's not about being ha ha ha. I'm smarter than you and all this and the other thing. No, that's... Let, let's have. I always want to win a league where everyone's an expert. I don't want to win a league over chumps. And that, I think that's a good point where. I will say this, I've, I've been candid on how we started this, I'm not going to go into it now, but in a selfless manner, we're doing this, even our own league members listen to this show, and I know one example, and it's a Rob listener, and there's no friggin' way he's will listen to the podcast this deep into it, if you ever listen to it, that is just literally, like in the last three years, is awesome at fantasy football, and, and, and winning shit, and he is on our jock and it, we're not doing this we're not doing this selflessly we want to give back i mean literally i feel like in my life up until starting pyro and more so in the last couple of years because there's a movement there's a momentum there you can just feel this 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 vortex of like people loving us and using us and like big this one, I mean, our questions now that we get on second opinions, big fan, big podcast fan, love the show, all this stuff. It's like, this is something real. No, and there's no one that is more real than us. I, I've, I've checked out. And our fans. I've checked and out you 40 guys. different podcasts. There's no one that talks like we do. And, and absolutely. And everyone knows it. But our fans are so much more real at that same time. Our fans and, are also so yeah. much more educated. Educated. I, and passionate. You guys love fantasy. You, that's the other thing, too. As much as I've been so enthralled by, by you guys, it's the fan response that gets me more than anything. That, so you know, awesome. That you get this just out of left field, someone that catches something that you think is just a weird reference that you made here or there, and it, it's made my to day. Oh, that my made God. My day. And, and how I get, we get the emails all the time, which is about how we're, we're you know, just like, thank you for, 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 for giving me. Just, it's, that's all I want to do. Yeah. That's all I want to do. It's huge for us. It's huge for us. To you, dog. Awesome. You know, I'm I'm not going to get emotional because I'm just excited. And to think about being at 150 shows, to being thinking on all the thousands of hours we put into Pyromaniac, thinking about the money that we put of our our own into this, thinking about what we've given up in our lives and being able to go out and have fun and go see a friggin you know last week last Friday was Rebirth Brass Band I got a ticket for you come out come and check out Rebirth over I was over. there yeah I didn't I didn't go I had a oh, ticket this, 10 o'clock or 7 o'clock yeah so. I had 10 I was there I, I know you were I got a ticket for you you know what I gotta fucking be on a Skype call with Chirag because we gotta get this thing fucking launched and that's the kind of dedication we're given in Dogmatica. I want you to stand up right now because you've been with me, man, since day one. Yeah. And we've been stressed out. We've yelled at each other a lot. We've had moments where we're fired up and just pissed at each other so much. And it's a business. And, man, this has been a rough run for us at moments just to get this thing to be what we want it to be. And I respect you for sticking with it. I respect it for all the hard work you put into it. I respect you for putting up with me riding your ass sometimes. And I respect you for riding my ass in return sometimes. And I know this is a very candid thing on the show. And maybe this is different kind of light that we're doing. But this is our 150th show. This is amazing. And we're going to do this same thing at 300. We're going to be at 300 in two or three years. And guys, 
I just want to say, Dogmatica. We're going to be at 100. We're going to be at 300. We're going to 150 weeks. Yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We are. Yeah. Dogmatica, the way your mind thinks about this stuff is like nothing else. I talk to my friends, and they're always like, God, podcast. Why don't you just come out and meet me? I got the podcast. I got Hawks tickets. Like, we are building something. People don't understand that. We're building something. They're like, what are you doing? Like, whenever I tell people, like, yeah. Pyro's going to be a household name, and I don't know if it's going to make me into a millionaire. That's not my goal, but when you do great things and you do something awesome and you build something amazing, we're not going to stop until we are a household name. We're not going to stop until we are the name and the most loved thing. might take us 10 years. might take us another three years. might take us another... We're not going to stop. People don't understand that kind of dedication and a Heinz ketchup. A, um, a Sloan Valve company, a, a Tabasco. There's so many. A, 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 an IBM. A, a, an a, IBM. A, a family-owned company that only lived because the the owner, the the, the parents, or the, the or stayed up till two o'clock every night to make it happen and to provide a thing for their family. Whatever. That's what we are. Outliers. The Beatles were around. For, they were playing together for eight years before they ever sold a thousand records. We are dedicated to this crap. And what I'll say before I let you go on is, Dogmatica, what you bring to the table and just this thoughtfulness and just this dedication and just being able to honor that stuff. Unparalleled. It's um, you're the glue. You've got so much energy, your passion, and the way you can write and do so much things. Houdini's unbelievable. The I can't do what he does. The way that you're <laughs> able to do our rankings and really just sit there and be like, oh god, Malcolm Floyd. But this is my or point. John Brown. This is what. All right, so I gotta amazing. look at this. I gotta see who's better here this week. This is what you have that to realize. What's so ridiculous? Dogmatica, you are. I I, you're a savant. You're 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 on a level all 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 its own. The rain man. You're you are the rain man, and and it, without you, we're nothing. Uh, you know, without yeah. any of us, it, the whole thing falls. We're apart. all awesome. And yeah. this is what this is why I love this company, and this is why I love you guys, and this is why amongst all the times that we fight and we have all these dis- disagreements, whatever, the difference is why it works. We are all so passionate about it. Why we're so good is because we all come with different viewpoints. And we're not here. I'll throw a a Star Trek reference out you. We are not the Borg. We are not assimilating to all be the same. We are teaching you to all be individuals and to and and again, we don't mind when we're on Facebook and we make and we make a call and one of the other guys comes on Facebook and says, I disagree, I would go this way. Hey, let's have the let's have a discussion about it. It's all good. It's great. That's what makes this thing all amazing. That's what I love about being part of this company is that I love that I'm checked. I don't want to be allowed to 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 get away with shit. I don't like that you call me out of my shit. Yeah, I may bitch about it sometimes, but at the same time, I want you guys to know candidly, I love it because I need to be held in check. We drive each other. Everyone needs to be. Everyone needs to have those, those things. And, and and to the other guys who we've brought on, yes. to the Mo's, to the Valverdes, to the suits. To uh, you know, to the stag party, stag party, huge party stag is huge. Who's going to be doing a lot more of this podcast moving <laughs> forward with us? All guys are so invaluable to everything that we do. You are, love you guys. We Absolutely. would not be anywhere to where we are if it wasn't for all you. Our guys. content rules, and you're a big part of that, Don. Nobody, nobody, um, in the in this industry, um, except for the actual players and coaches, 
on their specific teams in the football, baseball, whatever. Nobody does this for money. Radio, our industry, fantasy, uh, sports writing, whatever, whatever it may be. Nobody does it for money. We don't make money. Does radio or writing pay? This costs money. This costs money. It does. It costs money. It, it literally, I'm, I'm not kidding. We do this because we love it. Period. You know, it's not just passion because it goes beyond passion. Um, I do what I do. Um, what you call being a, being a savant, I do what I do because I love every little intricacy of it. Uh, going into every little number, every little idea of an offensive uh, coordination of what they're trying to do versus any specific defense. I love trying to figure out all those little things. Um, I know that you love trying to figure out everything that you do. You, don't, you wouldn't own so many teams and do so many different scenarios if you didn't like to try and figure out every single scenario. Right. Your, your, want, your you know, leagues are like your Rubik's Cube. You're, well, trying, I, to, you're trying to like solve this season, this week, what's happening in this league. And I want every league to be as more as complex as possible. Account for every single. Because you want it to be the most like real, real, real GM. I want real to have coach, yes. real commissioner, that's, real. That's that's the goal. I was in. I was in a company. I was the only one of of any of us in any of this that's been in a sports company before yeah. for an extended period of time, and it's grueling. You make nothing doing it, and you work insane hours, but yet I'm still doing it. And I've been doing it for my whole life. My parents will tell you, when I was young, I used to, the first thing I would grab, the only, the first way I learned how to read was reading the sports page. No joke. A question I asked baseball. The reason why I learned my, my, my multiplication seven tables at an early age, like where I can sit and recite from all the way up to like hundred, because of the, the stupid electronic sports game, the handheld game, the, the da, 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 when you score a touchdown, right. and I would be like, I'm just counting the touchdowns. That's <laughs> oh, I score. I'm up, to, up the score. 84, 91, 98, 105, 112, 119. I got it all down. <laughs> it's love. It, it, it's and love. That's all this. It, it's love of what you do, and it. There comes a point where, of course, you would. You would love, we'd all love to be millionaires and have things easy for the rest nah, of us. I don't want to want to be a millionaire. We don't love being millionaires because we're not. <laughs> when we when, when and or if or whatever it does happen, not, I'm not going to stop doing this. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna and it's st- not going to be the reason why you're doing it. Yeah, no, it's going to happen. I'll tell you right it. now, listeners, we're going to keep doing this, and we're all going to be millionaires off pyromaniac. It's not the reason we do it. I just, I can't but it's stop just, a, it's just gonna happen. It's a, it's a, it's a byproduct and, and of what we're doing. Not only put it this way. How about this? Might happen. The in reason why we're working full time jobs and still doing this is not because we're doing this to become millionaires. No, it's because not. it's a passion in our lives. And 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 anyone out there, anyone, when if you're going through existence and you're just working a job and you're just going through the paces and you come home and you watch TV every night for five hours. Find a passion in your life. Yeah. Find something that drives you to be a better person. And just be do you awesome. watch any TV? 
Are you able to watch any TV other than recorded TiVo of games, recorded uh, TiVos of <laughs> a football you, life? The last show I watched was NFL Lost. Now Lost was the last show I watched. I've actually, I've actually watched a little. Uh, I watched Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, but that was on. That was on. Uh, uh, we don't watch TV. It's the, the, it's the, NFL. I can't I even record, watch NBA. I recorded the. Uh, yeah, I recorded I, the whole. I really watch anything. I've I've caught some episodes of Law and Order SVU lately, which. But hey, at the end of the day, let's shut this thing down. We did a little 18-minute love fest, and I'm happy for that. 150. There's a lot to be proud of. My friends look at me, and they're like, man, oh, whenever there's something going on, oh, yeah, you got a podcast. Oh, you got Pyro. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you don't get it. Yeah. You listeners and what you can bring us and the emails we get and the Facebook. You're the, the Twitter, fuel to our fire. I, I, we, we talk about it on the sidelines. The momentum is enormous. We understand you get us. We understand that you respect and think a lot of what we're doing. And that is awesome. Because you should. And because you do, we're going to keep doing it better and better. And we're going to hone our craft. And we're going to get better and better at it. And we're just going to win you guys championships. Hopefully we're going to win ourselves some championships too. And man, we love you. This is 150th episode. Dog, you're the shit, bro. Nice, man. You're the shit. Oh, you guys. You are the shit. We started this fucking thing in 2008. We launched it in 2009. We're still sitting here in 2014, and we're growing, and it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Dogmatic power. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing mind. Thank you, dude. No. Right Seriously. Yeah. And, dude, amazing. I just, I again, I want to just double pump this. Dogmatica, amazing, sick, analytical, fantastic, freakish, scary, but amazing mind. And thank God you're on our side. You're on our team. Thank God and you are on our side. Listeners, he's on your side. He's right. All right. Deanie, awesome stuff. I love you guys. This is 150. I can't wait to be at 200. And the way we do it. It's only going to be 50 weeks until that happens. <laughs> All right. Let's win this week. This show, I didn't say it at the beginning because I kind of got sidetracked a little bit because I think Daisy walked in. But this show was called Levitate in Week 8. We love you guys. We're going to round it out with the OJs. Bye now. Bye We're going to run that with what's going to end up when you finish the season Bye with now. us. Because you won your championship. It's all for...
Ramrod. Got a ramrod. Get it? Yeah, I got it. 